Oh, finally. My goodness. It's been feels like I was there. <laughs> feels like I was there for like 10 years. Bam, we're live. Uh so when is the last time you've been home? Uh so I left on New Year's Day and then I got back uh yesterday. Oh my goodness. So you've been gone and, and, and you were down in Florida training? Yeah, I was at Fort Myers, like the Fort Myers Cape Coral area. And is that where a lot of guys go? Yeah, a lot of a lot of players they go to like I don't know, like the the popular kind of hot spots. Like nobody wants to do there's a lot of running involved, so nobody wants to be kind of like up in the northeast necessarily where I'm from where it's cold and you gotta worry about snow and all that stuff. So I think, you know, Texas, Cali and Florida are a couple couple hot spots where dudes like to train. I, I guess kind of like a spring training for baseball, the big spots, Arizona. It, it, it just doesn't yeah. rain there. Good weather. Yeah, and there was even in where I was at, the Red Sox spring training was, was is in Fort Myers. Okay, so those dudes are around. Yeah. And it also, too, like, because of that, a lot of the facilities will move. Like, where I trained, this was their first year in Florida. They were based in Nashville, Tennessee. But because of where everybody, where the big names and, and the players like to train, they moved their shop down to Florida so that they can, you know, get more get more dudes to commit to their program. Um, this is, is this the third time you've been on the show? Yep. Uh, Tyson Bajan, third time he's been on the show. Uh, I'll, we'll skip over a lot of stuff today, but just to catch those of you up who have not um, seen the other shows that he's on, uh, from a young age, uh, Tyson's dad, uh, Got him into sports, uh, got him into football, coached coached him, stayed close to him, stayed too close to him. But for some reason, it, <laughs> for, for some reason it worked out against all odds. Uh, Tyson uh, had an, a crazy high school um, uh, football career, uh, played the quarterback position, uh, went off to college, ended up playing five years of college football there because of the weird... Uh, issues around um the country being closed down in order to try to get rid of a virus it didn't work covid exploded um, yeah that did that didn't that didn't do so good especially if you were old um still got you or didn't anyway and then um and then and then all of a sudden uh he, uh college so so then after high school goes to college plays five years there and then college is over and then there's this thing called the national football league where dudes who are like want to keep playing can try to keep playing. <laughs> Crazy. Uh no, you're you're an adult now. You can't play football anymore. You have to go get a job like building homes or working in the coal mine. But no, there's this group of guys that don't ever want to grow up and they try to get to the uh National Football League so on Sunday we can chill. Yep. And watch play them kids, play. Play a kids game forever. Yeah, play a kids game forever. And okay, so that's pretty accurate, right? Yeah, spot okay. on. And then so you have to bear with me. No detail is going to be too small cuz cuz none of us really knows what happens. So yeah, I got you. So you you finish your um college career. You have a last game and up till that point, some pretty crazy shit had happened. These guys who work at the end, there's 32 teams in the NFL and they've all come out to take a peek at you because they hear and they see the numbers. Hey, there's this kid who might be able, who we might want to play in the NFL. Is it normal for all 32 teams to come out and, and look at a player? 
I wouldn't say, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say any of this is normal. Right. I would say <laughs> right. Right. It is, it's normal for, right. it's normal for guys that they believe can play at the next level. Uh, it's, it's normal, but it's not, it's really not normal. Like that had never happened. Or maybe it might've happened at Shepard one other time. I know in the early, like in like the 2014, 15, 16, um, time they had a lot of defensive studs on the team so that could have brought a handful a good a good handful of teams to watch practice but no i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that's that's normal but it was it was definitely you know extremely cool so flattering and a good sign yes yes um uh rb uh, sevon um when when he makes it are you actually going to watch an nfl game so i already started looking I'm, I'm going to not only watch it, I'm going to get the whole entire like NFL package <laughs> so I can watch every single someone's like, Oh, you don't have to watch the whole game. You can just, they, they, I'm like, no, no, I'm watching the whole game. They're like they do a cliff notes version. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to start watching. I'm be football. Yeah, you watch you. I watch your podcast. You watch my games. <laughs> yeah. It's simple. Very simple. I was already thinking, how am I going to do what, what's that going to do to my Sundays? Um. Okay. And then, and then from there, they, how do you know that you're going to do you have to like, is it like college? You have to fill out a bunch of paperwork and apply and shit, or are they more like coming after you? So they, they come after you. And then there's also, I mean, there's so many forms and medical clearances and a bunch of stuff that you, and, and questionnaires that you do fill out so that, um, so that you can go in and do these things, but not everybody fills them out. You only fill them out if they, if they ask you to. So like with the Reese bowl, there was about 5 million things I had to fill out in order to go to the Reese bowl at the combine. Same thing prior to you get the invite, then immediately they start sending you things to, to fill out, to make the process a little bit smoother. Cause it's like a five, it was like, I, we were there for five days and then we didn't do anything on the field until, you know, the last day. This and is the after- combine that happened this last past weekend. Yes. Yeah, so this is that. Come was, on in, buddy. Come on in. No, don't be scared. Come on in. Nah, he's yeah, he's all good. Um, so it was uh, five days, and then the 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 four days before that, all it is is NFL players association meetings. Um, you know, they're check a bunch of medical clearances, and they, they really check head to toe everything. Like they want you to play in the NFL, but they don't want you if you're banged up and hurt, and they can't use you to to a hundred percent what they what the, how they want to use you so they're checking injuries that happen you know in high school and luckily for me i didn't have i didn't have a whole a, a whole lot i had um a shoulder injury that was minor in 2019 that i told they my range of motion was fine everything was good but they're so on top of it and just they have so much money to spend that they just get mris and x-rays on everything so there was a day for that you had a bunch of media. No shit. So they're looking inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. So they had a shoulder AC joint and then turf toe, which is just like I was planting on my right foot a lot just because of what I have to do as a quarterback, just planting on my right foot. Uh-huh. So my big right toe started. There was just some like some swelling uh, in, in my big right toe and it was just kind of kind of stiff. And it was it's all good now. But even then. They, they checked it, did a range of motion check. They said everything was good. But then they were like, oh, we're still going to get an MRI. So they, they – Wow. Yeah. So I, there was like a couple dudes that would get stuck in the hospital. Like you got dudes that are just banging on each other nonstop throughout the game that have, you know, actually sustained some some real injuries. And they ended up 
those guys will end up being in the hospital for, you know, up to eight, eight, nine hours, just getting MRIs. X-rays. Who are those guys? Those are like guys on the line. Yeah. Guys on the line. I mean, even, you know, there's receivers, they're jumping up high, catching the ball, getting hit, you know, defensive backs, basically everybody except the, the quarterbacks and the, uh, the special teams players. And even then there's also some quarterbacks that, you know, sustain injuries as well. So I'm sure a couple of them got stuck in the hospital um, getting MRIs and x-rays as well, but it's a pretty crazy process. And also on that day there, you go into about six rooms, you got yourself, the physician that they teamed you up with and the physician will go through your paper. He'll check everything, make sure your range of motion is in check. Then you go into six different rooms. Each room has got 20 to 30 team doctors that are all sitting on a table with their, at a table with their computer in a, a U shape. Yeah. And you know, when you go, when you go to the, the doctor, say, you, say you, um, say you're feeling sick, you go and you get checked out, you sit on that table and he talks to you Yeah, like in, the, in the room. There's yeah. one of those tables. You sit on that table right in the middle of everybody. Like the one with the paper, they pull the paper out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You sit on that table like that. Your physician reads through the sheet and all the, do- all the 30 people do, they look at you and they just take notes. And then you leave there and then you do that six every time. So it was like SEMA with the hard question. Do they ask you about STDs? Uh, no, they don't, but they check your blood. They check your urine like the first day you get there. So they, they check, they check everything. <laughs> That's a great question. I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and, and I'm guessing that th- on one hand, you can't make it out of um, college football without having some, wear and tear on you i mean you're at that point you're you those guys have been playing football for everyone there's been playing football for 15 to 20 years right yeah unless you're unless you're like a A kicker yeah unless you're like it's like some unicorn story even kickers like i I, my little cousin's a kicker and he was kicking so much that he he did something really traumatic to his hip flexor Uh had to get surgery and he can't can't move that part that section of his body for like five months so even I mean, there's even kickers like nobody's really exempt from the whole uh, medical clearance uh, thing. They 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 take they they take that extremely seriously. Um, but it was just kind of cool how it all worked. Like it, it was it was it was annoying at the time because I'm like, man, let me get on the field and just do my thing. However, it, I was like, wow, this is they really like, you know, they, I guess they they pay you all all that money. They want to make sure that you're perfectly healthy. Yeah, it sounds through. And I guess they only get so many picks, right? And so it's like they don't want to pick exactly. a, le- a lemon. Yeah, you don't want to waste it. You don't want to waste a pick. Yeah. So then you 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 finish high you finish college, and then you get that invitation to the Senior Bowl. And is any part of you not want to go? Is that why is the Senior Bowl important? Does any part of you not want to go because there's a chance you could get hurt there? Uh there is a chance that you could get hurt at the Senior Bowl. That's not necessarily what I was thinking. I and my I'm from a small school. I desperately needed the senior bowl because a lot of the questions everybody had for me was the fact that they didn't believe I could play at that higher level. And all the senior bowl is is dudes at the highest level. Um, so I could see if I was already made my mark at the highest level, like high D1, like at school like Alabama, I could be like, ah, you know, maybe that's a risk going to the senior bowl. Maybe I've already proved everything. You can watch my film. However, me, I was playing at a division two school. I needed to showcase that I could play with the dudes that are going to go to the NFL. So you completed 17 of 22 there. Yes. Yeah. I had a really, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun, but it's funny. 
that was like hell week. Like if I had to go to the senior bowl again tomorrow, I would be like, like shit, I got to go back to and do all this shit again. Like it was like, cause it was almost everything that we did at the combine, but also you had to learn a whole offense. Oh, oh. And oh. practice and get ready for a game on top of having to meet with NFL, um, with NFL personnel and go to parades and do it. Your, your day was accounted for every minute from 6 a.m. to 11 o'clock at night the whole time. So after, after that, you know, going to the combine was a breeze. It was, it was, it was quite, it was just a, I was able to take it all in and not really worry or stress about anything. Uh, solid work at the senior bowl, Trish, uh, Tyson, congrats on your senior bowl performance. Hey, if you are, I know, I know it's all, um, new to you every day is like unfolding is new, but it almost seems like the senior bowl. If I was an NFL scout would be more relevant than the combine. I I'm kind of tripping on the combine because what could they actually learn from you in a day? that they that they haven't seen already from four years of high school and five years of college like i'm trying to like why would there like i as i was going through your combine um you know uh footage on youtube Mm -hmm. you know they suggest videos like it's like a man who has worse combine ever and it's like i forget who it is but they show some guy who has like a shitty combine but i'm like at that point like everyone knows what they're getting don't they one yeah 100 percent. it was the like the list, because you've got in my this whole offseason thing, pre-draft thing, it was I had the senior bowl, the combine, and I have my pro day, which is just at my school, right? And ranking those, it was senior bowl number one, combine number two, then pro day number three. Like that was the like importance, like level of importance with all three. Senior bowl, you're playing actual football against actual people, you know, doing exactly what you would do at the next level. So that that's huge. Then the combine. Obviously, you got all the dudes. So for quarterback, we'll just be specific on the quarterback. You got all the quarterbacks right in the same area, throwing the same routes, and you kind of get a chance to see Uh, what, like, just like, oh, this dude's killing this, but you know, this dude can't really do this, or he doesn't do it like this dude does it. You get a how many quarterbacks? Fifteen. There was fifteen, and you get an idea of like athletically the numbers you put up. Like, hey, can this dude? Can this dude? Is he athletic enough to obviously maneuver around NFL caliber players, like as a quarterback? For receivers, the all of the athletic stuff is very important because you you know you want to be able to you obviously you pick dudes that you think can run past the the defenders, so the the, the times matter more so for them than than it would like a special teams player or a quarterback. But getting a general idea of the athletic ability how they kind of carry themselves throughout the week when you got them doing a bunch of stuff they don't want to do. Um, and just kind of, you know, are they a slappy? Are they not? Do they what's care? A, what's a slappy? Just like a slap dick. Like a, oh, okay. Okay. Um, you know, do they care? Do they not care? You know, are they cool? To Did you around? get that vibe from anyone there that like, they were just like going through the motions? Maybe, maybe a handful, but I mean, everybody, most everybody there is like, is 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 putting on a super front like just trying to be super perfect because they understand. they brought their a game yeah exactly so even if they were you know an asshole or, or not the best person you would never you would never be able to notice in that in that short amount of time they pushed it down uh cobra Rhodes, 
Tyson, QB number one, NFL Combine. Why did you? Why were you wearing the number one um, uh, Alphab- jersey? Alphabetical order by last name. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, I know it was really cool because the whole noble thing was uh, they they like they experiment. They did all their experimentations with the QB one um, number and position, so it all worked out uh, to where that was the most like popular one anyway. So it was pretty sweet. So you get there and is there just a ton of noble gear in your room? Oh my gosh. So we get there, checked in and then they had, they built like this. They must, I mean, they spent a ridiculous amount of money building this like noble locker room and this noble training facility. Cause the people I trained with in floor and Fort Myers, my trainers, um, they came, they had a group of dudes that were going to the combine and I was in it. So they came to the combine and throughout the day, whenever we had an open slot, we would go and we would train with them to continue to get ready. Cause you don't want to just sit around for four days and then go out there and try to put up your best numbers. So they trained with us throughout the day. Um, they had, uh, um, wow. That's crazy. I didn't, you're telling me that the team that you're training with in Fort Myers shows up and they set up a little camp there somewhere. Yes. And in your downtime, they got you still moving. Yeah. And they brought their PT people. So we're able to continue <laughs> to get crazy. PT. It was, yeah. The whole thing is, unreal like it's so crazy especially where i'm coming from like with just no resources so i'm like this is all like new to me but it was really cool so i we would train with them or whatever but yeah the whole gear thing we showed up we went into that noble locker room and they had a locker for you and there's probably five thousand dollars worth of gear just and it's all yours it's got your name on it you try it on do it whatever you take it to your room you know, they had, they got, you know, two bags, a lifting belt. Like it was like a bunch of, it was, the, I got so much gear that when I left for Florida, I didn't have any of that stuff that's over there on the ground. Okay. Now, wow. All right. All those boxes and all those bags. And now I'm kind of in panic mode trying to figure out what I need to get rid of so that I have room for all that stuff. So, and you're, hey, uh, eBay, eBay, eBay. Yeah. Yeah. EBay. Yeah. It was all, it was all great though. Yeah. They did it. We had a, we got a bunch of gear. It was, it was a super, super time. So you're there for six days and five days are basically looking under the hood. Do, do they put you through a psychological eval? Is it does like a shrink talk to you? We did have like a, we did have a test, like a, it wasn't, it was like an IQ test, I guess. It's just kind of one of those ones with a bunch of trick questions on it. And they put us through that, but it was pretty brief. But is there anything like uh, you're driving down the street and someone flips you off? Uh, a, nah, it was pull more, the car over and like, slap them. B, wave and say sorry. There's nothing like that. Nah, the ones that the the harder ones was it would be like it would be a question composed of like or a riddle of like four or five sentences, and it would be the flu is similar to common cold, but it is more rapid. And it's more deadly. And then it would say the common cold is similar to a car accident, but it happens slower and it's less deadly. And it would have like a couple more of those. And then it would be like, um, and then it would be like true false. The, the flu is more deadly than a plane crash. 
right? And then like you would have to like go and decipher. And it it wasn't like common knowledge. Like obviously you pick the plane crash, but you had to go and like read the riddle and be like, okay, hold up. So the flu is more deadly than this, but this is more deadly than that. And then hold up. All right. So there it is. And then you would go. But it was time too. So you had to like there was a time limit. So you had to try to decipher all of it. Pretty you know that that shit's coming when um when you get there like yeah you- i had a, i had an idea i didn't we obviously i didn't have all the like i didn't know what the questions were going to be but knew there was going to be some type of some type of like iq test mental test do they give you an itinerary before you get there hey like these are the six days or five days uh they did but it was very brief like you don't get the real itinerary like it was you get a broad itinerary like you get what day you're getting there and it'll be like two bullet points. Like this is basically what you're doing on this day, this day, this day. But then you, we got, uh, we got our real itinerary when we got there and they did it through an app and we had a group leader who was, he was great. And his name was Donovan. He was with the, he's with the chargers and, uh, he did, we just communicated through that. So our schedule would be on there. He would communicate what time we needed to be there prior. And then we, that we would leave as a group and all that, all that stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up a video. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to see it, but um, maybe you could tell us uh, what's going on here. Let me see if I can pull this up. So you're, you're on a field here. What can you, it says quarterback wide receivers, tight ends. What, like, what is this? Like that's you in the, that's you in the middle, right? Yeah. That day, those are the position groups that we're working out on that day. And who are all those dudes? Who are all those dudes? The other dudes in like the black shorts and the red tank tops, those are uh, other quarterbacks? Yeah, so all the red shirts are are quarterbacks that are behind me. And Uh then there's a big group of red shirts behind that receiver, but you can't really see them. And those are all the receivers. Everybody else who's wearing other color is either a a trainer that's giving people water. It's either a, a scout of an NFL team or a camera person. That dude with the stick, that's like some sort of camera or audio gear. Yeah, there's cameras. Yeah, there's cameras everywhere. And and how about the girl like up at the top? What's she doing? Just sit with her hands on her. And then they also yeah, so they also had a bunch of people that were like that would just gather the the, the footballs. Like there's footballs flying everywhere. You know, they would just be the like the people picking up everything and making sure that everything is able uh. to move, able able to move smoothly. And what's that dude telling you that's like he's standing like right in your grill when you're snapping? So he's got he's a, he's got a sheet and he's going over the order. So he's got the order of the quarterbacks throwing. So I'm throwing and then he would be quick to be like, all right, yeah, so and so you're on deck. Like and, and how many throws do you get right there? Right here you got you got three and then you switched. Three at a time. So not very many. Yeah, each route you got to throw uh three times. Yeah. And do you know this guy? Have you this guy you're about to throw to? Have you ever thrown to him before in your life? I have not. No, nah, he's from he's from the University of Michigan. So you guys both step up there together, and then you look over, and you're like, "Hey, dude, don't fucking drop this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, dude, don't fuck the throw up." Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's a level of of trust, <laughs> just because. I mean, I know how good I had to be to get to the NFL Combine, so I can only imagine how good that dude had to be to get the NFL Combine. So right now, I'm just more focused, like you know, on upholding my end of the bargain than I am worried about if I'm going to throw a good ball and he's going to drop it. Yeah, um, T- Tyson. Um, there were 106 dudes there. Uh, you talking about athletes? Yeah, at the Combine. Nah, yeah, there's, there's 300. 
300. Okay. 300 each year. Yep. And then, and then, and then there's like, um, uh, 280 or 300 dudes who get drafted in totality every year yes. into the NFL. Yes. And is there anyone who they, if you get invited there, what am I trying to ask here? Are there people who will be drafted who don't get invited there? Or is it pretty much, I yeah, know there's outliers, yeah, but think, is there yeah, anyone, yeah, like is the. There will be some outliers. Most of those dudes that went to the combine will get drafted. Some, there's a handful that won't. And Is there anyone who's there. so good they don't have to go to the combine? Um, Not not go to the combine. They don't have to participate in the combine. There was a couple, there was a couple dudes that didn't, that just went just to do interviews and, and show their face that they were already stamped enough to not have to take any risk not 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 drop their draft stock by not participating they were already kind of um, no shit yeah so i yeah yeah the alabama quarterback this dude is 5-10 short dude right like from quarterback standpoint this dude's so good he just came and just hunt, got to hang out oh man yeah, that's so a good I gig like, man, i was like wow that's that dude must just be like they must think this dude is so good because not only, you know, he's short. Like, so I imagine he just must be super, super nice. Hey, so, so, and being short's bad because you have to throw over the top of tall dudes. Yeah, just like, there's just a, you know, a perception that the, you know, the O-line in the NFL is so huge that you would just want to, that, you know, I think it's not as nearly as important as people make it out to be, but you would just their their idea is like you want to do that can see over the line that can see the field and you could just imagine that it gets cloudier and cloudier the lower you get uh right that's a good description more cloudy uh tyler spot i want to see the throw okay chill chill press play mm-hmm. sevy all right everyone be cool everyone chill everyone chill trish uh pull up his 40 yard dash in due time jesus you guys are just man Okay, here we go. Um, and and I, I like the way they describe this. Someone said that uh, they describe this as you putting it in the bucket. Yeah. So they and they they did a good job coaching us too. Whenever the route would change, they yeah. Hey, look, this is what we want on this one specifically. I want you to take your five step drop, and I want you to put it high in the air. Let it let it fall in. Okay. And that's what they told you for this. Yeah. Okay. Career. Of course, he his career ended. Okay, so like that five step drops just what you did right there. You just yeah. backed up. Just five steps, yep. And is your mind clear or are you shitting your pants right here? Nah, I was good by this point. And this one, there's a lot less thinking. You just take your five-step drop and you throw it high as far as you can. How about this dude in the upper right-hand corner? He's holding a satellite dish at you, trying to get like like strong enough to hear your breathing. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? The audio guy? Yeah. And then you got these two cats on the ground here? Yeah. And this is all being televised? Yes, it was live. I mean, it's like everybody watches. I mean, I grew up watching the combine. That's why I, the whole time I was there, I would just pause and be like, "Wow, I cannot believe I'm in the combine right now. This is crazy." And that's not real grass. That's just plastic that looks like grass. Yeah, it's just turf. Here in Indianapolis is a backup to Andrew Luck, and he was terrific at that too. So crazy, that's Ronnie Bell. Hey, is there anything wrong with that pass? Like, did he? Have, like, is it like? I mean, that, that looks just career, like as perfect as it could be. Ended here in yeah, it's pretty sweet. So with this, oh, what's he do right there? Sorry, hold on, hold on. Before you answer, what's he do? What's he do? Oh, he does a little juke move. 
Yeah, at the cone, they've got cones set up, and they they do a good job of coaching and telling you exactly what they want out of the backup to Andrew Luck, and he was terrific at that too. So yeah, God, that go. looks like that couldn't have gone any better, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that was forced it out pretty his sweet. And this was the first year they had the fans in. To Andrew Luck, and on this terrific one, everybody kind of lost it. They were all like, "So because that was the that was the first one." The correct. Heck, oh really? He, yeah, because his I was career ended one, here in Indianapolis as a backup to Andrew Luck, and it was terrific. So it was just like everybody got pretty excited after that one. And then, the, yeah, okay, I see the crowd over here. Yeah, they're all in like the end zone, the, the end zone that we can't see yet. Yeah, look how high the ball is. How far is that pass? Get that too. Uh, Fifty yards, but I'm so throwing it. That's Andrew, Ronnie Bell. So more than the probably Heck, close to career. 60. Of course, he, his so, career so ended here in Indianapolis. You throw from the 10. Luck and he was terrific at that, too. He catches it at the opposite 40, but it's at an angle. So if you made it oh, straight line, like it's 50 yards literally, but in a straight, like how far it actually went, it's probably closer to maybe around 60. Look at these dudes on the 20 just sitting in lawn chairs. Yeah, yeah. There's people everywhere. So all the and those dudes standing up after that receiver catches the ball, yeah, he does what he does after, and then he just tosses it to them, and he gets back in line, and they handle, you know, the, making sure the ball gets back. So it's kind of cool that you went first because you did. Uh, fuck you, dude! I am not. So are you kidding me? I'm Sevon is struggling without Caleb. I'm murdering it. <laughs> Your mom's struggling without me right now, but that's it. So, so they you you go first, and you don't have to think. Like you don't have to. Those guys in the who, the guy who's last is just that's horrible. Yeah, the only way the only way going last would be good is if everybody else before you screwed it up. Oh right, and you could just go be the savior. Hey, but in it, Olympic weightlifting, there's this like if someone walks on the platform in front of you, like you're supposed to get all angry, like it's a distraction. Yeah. I mean, what a what you can't have any of that prima donna shit at the combine. I mean, there's it, nah, literally there's people way, everywhere on the field. Way too professional. They are on top of everything. Everything is like every <laughs> inch of crazy. turf is like accounted for something. It's nuts. Are you glad? I'm assuming you absolutely love the experience. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was, one, it was one of those things where, like, the first four days, I was like, man, uh, it's kind of like, because I'm just itching because I know how important, like, that combine is just for the whole grand scheme of things. Like, it could be life-altering. So, like, the first four days prior to, just kind of like, oh, man, you know, whatever, this is great, but I would love if I could just go get on that field right now and we could just do this thing. You can't eat any bet. You, and you're, and you like – you're screwed. Like if you eat something at the hotel or downstairs that jacks your stomach up, you're screwed. It's just a one shot deal. Yeah, Everything has yeah, to be perfect. Yeah. I was, and that I think that was like, um, that was just that was something that was that was cool too. I mean, they fed us good, and but yeah, also thinking about that, like just trying to go in there at a, like at the same weight that I was whenever I was training, because I you know I I was liking all the numbers I was putting up, you know, at right around two fourteen. So I was making sure I didn't drop off of that and come in super light or 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 overeat and go in heavy and feel sluggish. So what's the most you've ever weighed in your life, Tyson? Man, I was oh, I was a little chubby boy in high school, my junior of high school before I really got into the whole thing or or could wrap my mind around the whole thing of being healthy and what that actually meant. I got up to 222. No kidding. 
Yeah. And that was, I was. Were you shorter than two? No, I was the same height, but I was 16. And now I'm 22 and I weigh 215. And you've probably put on, that means you put on 10 pounds of muscle and lost 30 pounds of fat, basically. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Crazy. It was crazy because they, at, at training, they did body scans. And I was always curious about like, you know, what, what, what my body was, was made up of. Um, so I went in when I first started training, I was 12% body fat and I was able to knock it down all the way to nine and a half. So that's kind of, that's what, what you're at now. You're at nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy lean. Yeah, it was, and they, it was cool, like, because they, they did body scans, and at the end, I did one just so I could keep it. So that, that was cool. They had, like, everything. Where, at college or at the combine? At the, at the place I was training. So my last oh. care, I took one just so I could have it. Okay. Um, this one trips me out, too. So, wow. So those are, okay, those are the receivers you talked about. They're all yes. packed up there. Yes. And is this a different dude? Yes, I threw to somebody different every time. Okay, and and do do dudes ever drop the balls? Yeah, yeah, there are there's still <clears throat> mistakes being made. Is that free? Is that freaky bad or no? It's just like hey, I mean, it's not good. For, I mean, it's obviously not good for the for the receiver, especially if it's a good pass. Right, right. So like a bad ball for a quarterback is the same thing as like a drop for the receiver. I I watched. Um, I watched some football for the first time in, I, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. I watched whatever that game was that was before the Super Bowl. I think it was can did Kansas City and Cincinnati play each other. Yes. And there were two things that blew me away. I don't know if it's true, but I felt like quarterback. the quarterbacks had gotten better since I had played, meaning I couldn't believe how they were hitting the guys on the numbers. But there were also so many drop passes. I don't remember seeing so many drop passes in the NFL either. Yeah, I mean, those two dudes that you watched are like super, super great. Like they're at the top. Who it was the Mahomes guy and then Mahomes and, and Burrow. Oh yeah, they, that it was crazy. They were putting the ball in weird places. I was like, wow, how are they doing that? Two MVP caliber dudes. Okay. Um. So this guy's going out. Also, is that urgency too, as you talked about with him being? And this is the part I don't understand. So is that bad? He's out of bounds. So all you in the NFL, you need to catch it and get two feet in bounds, right? So when you're throwing the ball, you got to imagine that dude's running to the sideline, so the defender would be inside of it. Also, is that urgency? You want to put it as far away from the defender as you can. So he catches it, he gets two feet down. Now we've gained twenty yards. It's a good throw. It's a good catch, and it's a first down. So it's all right. So would it have been better if he would just to, to critique him? Would it have been better if he would have uh, made a left turn before the, before that white strip, like right there, stayed in bounds? It would have been better. I think my pass kind of didn't allow for that to happen because I made it. Oh come on, that's a perfect pass. No, it is. Yeah. Also, is that urgency too? As you talk, I'm moving him a little too fast to where he would have to be superhuman to be able to stick his right foot in the ground without everything breaking in his body in order to uh, tightrope up the sideline. Okay. You're a good dude, an honest man. Hey, and another good thing I'm guessing is that he didn't fall. Because look at that angle at. Like if you if yeah. that was just flag football in the backyard, he would you just roll. You catch that and roll, right? Yeah. Yeah. About with him being Woo! 25. Heck nice of a catch. Hey, and people don't even he doesn't even get any love. Look at the people also, on the sideline. Like, you talked about with him being 25. It, like they don't even watch him. 
Like nah, that black dude right there, he's like, I don't care. I've seen a thousand dudes catch balls. Like, yeah, whatever. there they are. Just catch. Yeah. And and um, did you Yo. like did you Yo. like all the wide receivers yeah. and all that? Does the finger? They were all they were all everybody. Yeah, everybody was cool. Everybody was nice. Everybody was just focused. So you got kind of got the you didn't get really see the the real them. But you, you didn't got, make any friends. You don't make any friends there. You didn't get any phone numbers. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I definitely I connected with a handful of dudes. There were there were some dudes that. I was tighter with than others, um, but overall, uh, it's more just everybody strictly strictly business. Um, is there is there any um, inkling in your mind which teams would be looking at you? No, so that's the crazy thing. I, I won't know anything till like right when the draft is about to happen. Like I know that obviously you know people are interested, teams are interested. That I wouldn't have been at the combine otherwise. However, where that is, I have no clue. I met with a bunch of teams, but all those teams, you know, I, I went into every single one as if it was going to be the team to select me. So I freaking just tried to knock it out of the park and just freaking kill it, which is what I did. So all of them went equally as great. So I couldn't tell you right now if I have a better connection with one over the other. And... um the I, I read a bunch of articles about your performance at the combine, and one of the articles alluded to a team that might be looking at you. Is that just they have those reporters have no idea? I'm guessing what they're talking about. They're just yeah, it's just Twitter fingers. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is there anyone or, or like like that dude who didn't have to perform? Does he? Does any player there get to choose what team they want to go to, or no? It's all. Not nah, the only the only time you would ever know a dude that's going somewhere is if he's the number one pick in the draft and it's set in stone stamped and obviously everybody knows who has the number one pick in the draft. So who has the number one pick in the draft this year? Uh the Chicago Bears. Okay. So so like that guy that didn't have to compete at the combine, there's a chance he might go there. Well, it also like the whatever the team is, so that team is pretty bad, but they have a good quarterback. So it's okay. also what like team needs too. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna waste the number <coughs> one pick of the draft on a position you already have taken care of. So it can change, like, or you could pick him to trade him to someone else, right? Like, like it could I be a, the Raiders and I need a quarterback, so I call the dude on the Bears. I'm like, hey, pick that dude, and then we'll give you our dude who you want for that position afterwards, and you give no, us that but dude. you can you can like if you want. Say you wanted a quarterback, right? And yeah. you were the twelfth pick, and you didn't think he was going to get all the way to the twelfth pick. Yeah, you could hit up the team with the fifth pick, be like, "Hey, well, we want to trade up, take that spot. We'll give you this." Oh, okay. And then they can say yes or no. Like we'll give you our next two picks if you give yeah, us like this you one. You can have two second round picks. You can have you know whatever. We just want to trade up so we can try to snag that dude before it's too late. Uh, here's a question that I would have never thought to ask. Um, I don't even know what this question means. Sevon, uh, ask him if the style of offense he played in college prepared him for the NFL. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that in the NFL, you go. What's that the, question even mean? There's different so styles like, of in, offense. In the yeah, in in like the NFL, it's a lot. It's all just matchups. Like you just draft players because you think they'll match up against players that you're currently playing and having problems with, right? So, like in the NFL, it's a lot of under center like taking snaps under center in college it's a lot more shotgun so i was in the shotgun way more than i will be next year 
So I think the senior bowl was big because we were learning like my quarterback was my, my coach was from the Falcons. So we learned the Atlanta Falcons offense. So I got a way better idea of what that's like. And I, I felt as if I had already all the things I was doing, I had done because I was able to play for so long. I had done at one time or another in college, whether that was all the time or whether we were experimenting with something in college, I was able to already have been exposed to it beforehand so i would say yeah yeah why why um why did your college team uh take the snap in the shotgun because then and and we like at shepherd at a small school like the biggest difference between d2 and d1 in my opinion it's it well literally it is the the offense and defensive line they're just bigger at the at the next level outside the receiver it's the same speed but the guys on the outside might just be like an inch too short to play at that high level so you don't really notice that difference but you do notice the stature of the dudes that are playing offense and defensive line so i think that being able to run the ball just because how good um some of the defensive backs are that are covering the receivers you know how good defenses are in general you really got to be able to run the ball in, in the nfl and it's way it's a lot more effective and safer uh, when you do it from under center Crazy. Okay. And, and and when you played in the senior bowl, did you notice that? Were you like, oh, yep, these dudes are taller? Yes. Yeah, that, that was the only difference. Everything else was was the same. It was just the guys were a little bit bigger. and it was, But it was cool, though, because I felt safer. So it was, it was good. Yeah, that is good. Hey, you must be – so you're just chomping at the bit. You're just dying to get out there. So so that's the only element. If there's, I guess the size of the dudes on the line – does the game move faster theoretically at Division One than Division Two? Um, I think that is a conception that that's a that's a you know that's something that a lot of people do say. But I would say that from my experience playing at Division Two for five years and then playing in the receivable, I did not notice the speed of the game being faster. Yeah, so you you but they you must do be- they do and they also do say that hey you know when you get to the NFL people are gonna say the game's that much faster it's not everybody's just smarter so everybody is um a lot more anticipation going on it's a lot more just okay smooth and straight to the point instead of just fast and all over the place. Hey, that that was the thing. I, I can't remember what the book is, but I read this book and it was talking about what, the reason why they were explaining why Wayne Gretzky was so good, mm-hmm. and it was basically pattern recognition that he yeah. would see stuff forty seconds but uh, happen forty seconds, uh, you know, see something happen and know that forty seconds later, okay, ninety uh, percent of the time when that's happening down there, the puck ends up over here in front of the goal. I'm going to go over there and wait, and that basically yeah. he had that built in. That's the kind of anticipation. You're talking about too, yeah. Like exactly. you see, like you see hips and eyes, and you start in pattern recognition, and you start being able to know what guys are going to do. Yeah, and that needs to be just amplified for me. Like I need to be able to continue to get better at that, just because for the first time ever, you know, I'm going to be playing against people that, in a literal sense, are just playing football so that they can pay their bills and do everything. So they're going to be on top and know where they need to be at all times. So it's me being able to decipher all of it, recognize patterns, and then not have to play faster. I don't need to play faster. I need to play more efficient and with more anticipation. Uh, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Exactly. Um, do you dream football, Tyson? Dream? I, I, the only time like, like I've anything, ever like passing football, or show up yeah. without your clothes on or yeah, like the forget. The only time I've ever dreamed about football, it's been like before a game or after a game and the game – 
not going how I wanted it to go at all. Like, like, like you can tell it's like a fake dream story, like after the fact, but like, it's just like everything going incredibly wrong. And I wake up in kind of like a sweat, like, and I'm like, Oh wait, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. The game's in three days. We're good. But that's the only time. Those are the the couple of times I've had like football dreams. It's been like nightmares. Yeah, you, you never have dreams that like you forgot something or you went to the wrong stadium. Yeah, I had a dream that that is one. So I had a dream one time I forgot my cleats, and then for whatever reason they didn't have extra. Which in real life, oh, we talked about that, and that caused you to always now triple check your cleats. Yeah, they would. They would. Um, nah, we talked about my jersey. I went to a basketball game and forgot and brought the wrong jersey. Oh, okay, okay. And I couldn't play the whole game. It was terrible. But with this dream, I forgot my cleats at my house. So I had to go back and get them. So the other quarterback ended up starting the game, which was already terrible, right? I'm already like, <laughs> this, is fuck, this is fucking horrible, right? Come back, get in the game, and completely shit the bed. And then I woke up and I was like, it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, my gosh, I just had the worst game day ever. And I was like, hold on, hold on. No, it didn't happen yet. The game's not till Saturday. It's Wednesday. You signed with an agent already? Yeah, so that's what you do immediately after your senior uh, season's over with. And do, do all those dudes at the Combine have agents? Yes. And are the agents there? Uh, a lot of the times they are, yes. Was your agent there? Yes. And and um, does he have other players besides you there? So all right, so I have I have two agents. So my one agent is a family friend that I know for a long time that just got he was an NBA agent for basketball, but got his football certification just for me. So and he's somebody I trust and that I have full faith in has the he's that he's just has the best in mind for me. Okay. So that was a no brainer, but he has no, he has no experience as a football um, agent. He's smart as can be passed all the tests, but he has no real life experience. So I took that in and then I went and got, I met with a bunch of agents. They all are equally impressive and you cannot, there's no way to tell them apart. They all are amazing. So I picked the coolest one that I hit it off with the most and I got them teamed up. And then we're just a big, big, big team. Getting everything um, what about the guy who the agent you got, who's the NFL agent? Was he freaking out that you were proposing uh, an outside like set of eyeballs or it's, it's kind of like nah, having your own personal auditor. Everybody. No, nah, it's, it's, there was no, nothing personal <laughs> going on. Everybody was super, like, everybody was perfect, which is exactly how I needed it to be. So it was, they're just working together. They all got their, they're all there. everybody's got their chunk everybody's happy and just working working towards getting picked up in the pro day and all that stuff and um when so the the draft now comes now you just sit right is there anything else you can do between now and the draft in terms of uh woo the um, yeah so my pro my pro day is on the 28th of this month and the, what the pro day is i've already done all my my testing right like got the time for the 40 jumped did all that stuff. So now there's a couple of my players on the team that didn't get invited to the combine. So they're going to do all that stuff I just did. But then at the end, we're going to have a script of about 50 to 60 throws where the, the people are going to see me not just throw three, three 
times each time a route comes like I did the combine. They're going to see me out there for 50, 60 straight reps and seeing how I can throw the ball like all over the field, get a better idea of how I throw the ball um, and how the guys that are also in the combine and see how they run routes and catch and everything. So it works for everybody. But that'll be the last time I can kind of wow them until the draft. So if a team shows up there, all 32 are going to show up. No shit. All 32 are coming to Shepherdstown. West really? Coast. Yeah. Cause so it's not just me. I have a, a stud offensive lineman. That's also working out. Yeah. And we have a running back and a tight end. So we're all, and, and I'm throwing, they're in the script. The running back and the tight end are in the script. I'm throwing to them. When's the last time all 30, when's the last, uh, was there a pro day last year at Shepherdstown? Yes. Is there one every year? Shepherd is the only one of the only D two schools with their own pro day. Yeah, but they never thirty all thirty two teams have never been there. It's crazy to me that they so no one's been drafted to the NFL from your college since nineteen sixty. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, nineteen sixty, dude. I I I think I could Google. I don't. I bet you the NFL wasn't even around in nineteen sixty. Yeah, or if I it you, was, it was like six was, teams. I think it was probably called something else. Yeah, I know it was like the NFL and the AFL. Like they were like split up and then they were uh, like let me see birth of NFL. Uh in 1920, 10 football teams gathered in Canton, Ohio to create an American uh professional football association, not known as the National Football League. Four more teams joined the league that later that year, rounding out the original come on, man. Was the name of the what what was the name of the NFL? Oh, maybe nineteen twenty two. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was nineteen twenty two the league took its current name. Okay. 1960 1960, though 1960 is that's so long ago dude that's that's before i was born yeah that's like almost 20 years before my parents were born and so god i wonder i wonder uh what what's the name of the school shepherdstown shepherd shepherd college university oh shepherd university okay uh let me see their wiki let me see their wiki page What's the difference between college and university? I don't know. Maybe one of them you can get a PhD and one of them you can only get a master's. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. But I don't know. I just made that shit up. Uh, I want to see the origins of your what year your college. Oh, okay. Oh, so what? Shepherd's College was the former name, 1871. Okay, so it had been around for 90 years. All right, fine. Um, and... Where's my clip? I had a clip. I had a clip pulled up. So is it, it's, it's legit. The, it's legit. The, uh, the pro day with 32 teams there. It's legit. Yeah. It's going to be super legit. Yep. Will you go over and shake all those dudes hands? Uh, yes. Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, um, even if it's not like a, a rule, I'm planning on greeting everybody that shows up. And, and and will you try to remember their names even? Like look at them and be like, okay, that's Tom. He's from the Seattle Seahawks. That's Carl. He's from the Washington Redskins. Maybe, maybe not, but I have a I have a good idea. I've met a lot of the scouts through the senior bowl and the combine. And I've anybody I've met with, I've jotted their name down and where they're from. So I'll have a general idea, probably a handful of the dudes that are there. But I'll just more so just tell them thanks for coming and thanks for being there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and will you do anything like uh, grease the wheel at all? Like have like um, uh, nail clippers, like Shepherdstown's nail clippers or something. I, I like to keep a nice pair of nails and hand each guy like a pair of nail clippers. <laughs> yeah, here, welcome. Here's a uh, like a souvenir. <laughs> says Shepherd's College on it, and they can cut their nails. Hey, that's an important piece of equipment for uh, fighters. 
nail clippers. nail clippers. Yeah, you keep nail clippers with you? I do, but I don't have, I don't use them a whole lot. I bite my fingernails, which is I'm trying to stop, but Hey, the thumb's a son of a bitch to bite. Yeah, no. I go for all 10 though every day since I was like 6. The thumb, the thumb, um, I, I kind of, it's the reason why I don't bite my nails anymore. Cause sometimes you can get a, a weird, like you get that, you start getting a tear and it starts mm-hmm. like going across the middle of the th- mm-hmm. nail and you're like, uh Oh, <laughs> you're yeah. like, uh Oh yeah. You know, and you never, you don't ever stop until you're like, Oh man, I just messed up. Yeah. I need scissors now. Now it's too late. Hey, I have, um, nail clippers on, I have a, a Swiss army knife with nail clippers on it. It's little. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? That's going to be my gift to you. Yeah, like since I'm friends with your dad, I'm supposed to be like buying you gifts and shit. Like you're like. Nah, I, want, I just want one of those no plan B uh, shirts. Shirts. Okay. That should be that. Okay. I'll get you that too. But I'm getting you some nail clip. It's a, it's a night. It, trust me. You're going to like it. Goes on your. Do you have keys? Do you have a keychain? Yeah, yeah. I'll put it on my keychain. It's tiny. It's a tiny, but, but it, the nail clipper on it's so nice. Sweet. Yeah. And you can be like, yeah, someone got me to stop biting my nails. Um, so those guys show up and um, you'll meet them and, and it must be serious. And then um, do they get to talk to you at all? Like, can they whisper in your ear? Uh, you know, Tyson, um, you would look really good. Uh, does Florida have a football team? Miami. Yeah. Uh, you would look really good in a Dolphins hat. Lose yeah, your color, that, buddy. Yeah, they, can, they can pretty much say whatever they want. And we're also going to be like with the quarterback, especially it's, it's big that they see you be able to verbalize things so we're gonna go in, well, there's a classroom where we can go in and talk through anything any situational football and i'd be able to have to draw it up explain it um talk about the offense that i that i've been involved in the last four or five years and just kind of show where my show them where my iq's at so because you you don't ever just pick a quarterback just based off how he runs and throws you got to un- know that he understands every intricate detail of what's going on. So that'll be the other part that I would also do that day. Um, be, because you're the leader of the team and you need to be, those are the things you're going to have to talk. Yeah, you gotta to. be, you're the, you're one. Yeah. You're the, you're the smart dude on the team. You got, you're like the point guard. You're the coach on the field, all that stuff. So being able to know that you can trust them with that, with that burden is huge. Hey, um, in in football, there's something called the audible, right? That's like where the coach tells you to do something, but then you're up there and you look around and you're like, uh, uh-uh, I'm doing something different. Yes. In in that senior bowl, did you ever do that? So they, it was, I mean, so they had it. There was plays that also had plays to change it to oh, if okay. you got a certain look. So if they just called a regular those fucking play, control freaks. Yeah, if you just called a certain, <laughs> yeah, if you just called a certain play, and we were only, being only there being there for a week, like you know, I wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel or trying to do anything outside of you know execute exactly what they what they told me to. So they had some run plays that if you got this look, you would check it to this run, or they had run plays that if you got this look, you would check it to the pass play. And this Little look meaning is what the defense is doing. You look what the defense is doing, and yes. Okay, it, and, and when you played at, at Shepherd, um, you you do you have an earpiece in so the coach tells you what play to call? No, nah, it was hand signals. But I mean, yeah, at she- I mean, at Shepherd, like I would get a play, and that would almost just be like a that w- that that would just be like a suggestion. Um, my junior and senior year, like once I had been there for so long and seen everything, it was like, yeah, they gave me a play, but I was like always manipulating something within the play. And did you like that? 
Yeah, it was cool. I mean, sometimes you you know you can get into like a rabbit hole of thinking too much and and kind of over overdoing it a little bit because I mean at the end of the day, football is pretty. It, it's once you learn it, it is quite simple with just the fact that all you're doing is run, tackling, and blocking. And if you're a guy that needs to read things, all you need to do is look at the right stuff, have your eyes in the right spot, and everything else will kind of take care of itself. Um, So sometimes you can get caught up into trying to maybe doing a little too much. I think I I definitely did that maybe, you know, once or twice to where. Do they tell you, hey, settle down, kid? You're doing too much. No, but no, they they didn't just because, you know, they I I think that everybody kind of had a really a general a good idea that I cared just as much as them, if not a lot more. So they knew I wasn't by any means trying to be a detriment or, or hurt okay. anything. So they, and I would more so just, I would correct myself, be like, all right, dude, like, come on. Like, you still, like, don't, I'm not trying to do too much. I'm just trying to be, and not even trying to get to a perfect play either. Just trying to get out of a bad play. That's more so too. You're never trying to, I'm never trying to look like, oh, this is the perfect play for this. I'm just more so like, all right, well, what we have called, we know this can't work. So we need to just change it to something that could work. The the first couple times you came on, we couldn't. There wouldn't ever be uh, more than a hundred viewers. Now this thing's is like I've just looked up and it's over two hundred and fifty. Nice. People, people are starting to like you. Uh, come on, Sevon. Uh, uh, let us start asking the question. Okay, fine. Let me I'll have to get a question out of here. Uh, Doug, Doug me off. That can't be a real name. <laughs> be gentle, because Tyson's here. Someone might be watching. <laughs> Uh, what was the most interesting question a team asked you, Tyson? Anything weird? Anything question that you were like, oh, that's weird. I wonder why they're asking that. Weird question. Not, it was It was very, very black and white. It would always start off with, tell me, tell me about your family. Tell me where you grew up. Tell me what that was like. And then I would tell them. And then after that, really the most interesting thing, a lot of people were were interested in the fact that my dad was an arm wrestler. So whenever they talk about that, I'd be like, yep, he's an arm wrestler. Just like, just try to get it out the way. Like, ask me something about football. Like, ask me, like, I'm not here. We only got 15 minutes to do this. Right. Let's, I want, <laughs> I want to put it all on you right now, what I know. I wonder if anyone's ever like, they're like, uh, tell me about your family. And it's like, uh, my daddy's in jail. Uh, he's six months away yeah. from being electrocuted, and my yeah, mom so uh, couldn't make it to the said, combine because she's turning tricks in Miami. Uh, how about you ask me another question, you fucking asshole from Seattle? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Said, the ta- and the said, player gets all triggered and starts twitching and shit. Yeah, they had to make some changes because I guess in the past, like people would ask like some horrible questions to dudes and like be like judging them based off of like what their other family members have done. Like, right. Like, yo, so you know your brother. Your brother OD'd on, yeah, yeah. on painkillers. So what like and then it's like, well, hold up, why are you why <laughs> in the world would you be talking to me about that right now? Just ask me about a run play or something. Don't do that. My goodness. Well, and dudes got to be careful too that they don't. I mean, you get, I get. I guess there's right answers, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm. If I was a team owner, I'd want a dude like you who I know has a loving mom and dad. I know that's kind of biased and no. there's an argument for having kids who've had it like really, I mean, not that you were, you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth by any means, but um, it, it's tricky, right? Cause you want a kid who cares, but you don't want a kid who's like, Oh, 
this kid's three years away from getting a little bit of money and start doing drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's all too. That's how, that's why you got to be really like alert, energetic when you're interviewing and meeting them. Cause I mean, I could see a lot of times where a dude, you know, could go up there slouched over and just kind of shoot the shit with a, with a scout as if he's talking to his buddy and not take it as like, hold up, this is a job interview. Let me put on my best freaking personality energy make sure they get this best version of me so that they feel comfortable choosing me right so that's how i view it i could on i could easily see where a dude has made made or broke himself based off of how he did an interview oh that would suck yeah hey there was a question in here i wanted to uh oh here uh, I, I don't know. Sorry if this is uh, a fucked up question. I don't even understand this question. Sevon, ask him if he took the Wonderlick test. Do they still do that? What is? Do you don't even know what that is? Yeah, I did the Wonder. I did take. I got a twenty, a twenty-seven or a twenty-eight. What is, is that? Pretty solid. It's like a, it's like one of those trick questions, like a bunch of riddles, and you just go through and answer as much as you can, and it just tests your IQ. Oh, oh no. uh, 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 Salo re, uh, Tyson, how do you deal with the pressure of having a shine at one day to show off your skills? Oh man, dude. So a lot, what of is that? I, what is that question? I don't even understand that question uh, either. How do you deal with the pressure of having to shine at one day? Oh, to shine at one day. Oh, I mean, just one yeah, day. So you get your whole life. You've been working this thing and you got one day, one, a couple hours really to show these dudes what you can do. Uh-huh. So it can, you could be the man, but then end up letting your mind mess you all up because of, uh, of the implications and you just don't look you're, you're not giving off what you know the real product so i think a lot of that is just the mental aspect of everything understanding how important that the that the situation is and that can either go one or two ways you could be like oh my gosh you know if i don't if i don't do good right here um you know, this is going to change the whole trajectory of my life if I can, if I sell this right now and I don't do good. And then there's like, you can let that worry you, or you can be like, all right, I have no choice but to settle down right now because I know that if I want my life to look how I want it to look, I just need to go and do what I already know I can do. So it was a lot of mental mind stuff going on right there. So my dad got me linked up with Mike Solaris. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about this, Mike yeah. Solaris. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I was I was with him. I had obviously testing and, and getting the athletic um, portion, you know, down pat was huge. So I was feet. I was telling him the numbers I was getting and what I hoped to get at the combine. And then he would freaking just do his thing, hypnotize me, basically. And then he'd be just manifest like just it's all just manifestation, really just understanding like if you can be out there on the field and not be tripping and not be worried, you're obviously just going to do your thing. But that's just not the case with a lot of people. You're going to be like, yo, this is a make or break moment. I need to do well. And then any little thing can like throw you off or yeah. you can already be so ready that, you know, there's no way it could throw you off. Um, so he would, so we would do it and he would get it. And then he'd get me in this like wrestle state. And then he'd tell me to open my eyes and he'd be like, you'll see you can't open your eyes now. And it was, I was in a room by myself. I'm sitting there like that. He's like, open your eyes. I'm like. So this guy hypnotizes you 
So let me go back a second. Might be a strong word. I'm I'm very much present in the moment, but for whatever reason, I couldn't open my eyes. So right then and there, I was either like, all right, I could either freak out right now, or I could just buy in. So I just bought in, and then he would just talk, go through all my times, what I was gonna get, how it was gonna feel. Just the what, two you were in a room. Was he physically? He there? He was on the phone. He was on the phone, and I was just listening through my headset, relaxed, eyes closed in a dark room by myself. And, then, and your dad hooked you up with this guy to like. To, yeah, to, yeah, because my dad did it, and he won his world, his first world championship when he he wasn't ready to win his first world championship. So that because, was like, because Mike Solieris uh, hypnotized him or, or walked him through taught, some brain exercises. Taught, the dude that taught Mike Solieris, um, and then Mike Solieris was like, "Yo, wanted to start doing that." So now he he does it. Were you scared that this dude could like scramble your brain, like put something? No, in not, no, no. I knew, I knew. He was like, we had already talked a bunch of times, but I knew he was like, you know, had his my best. He he had my best. Like, um, he was thinking about me and wanted me to do well. Um, so it was cool though because a lot of the things I did at the combine I hadn't done yet, and it was the freaking things that he was saying. Like it was the 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 measurements that he was saying. Like I had. Never jump. I had jumped a 34 and a half inch vertical, but with Mike, he was talking like, all right, we're going to get 36 or higher, right? That's what we're going to talk about. Got 36 for the first time. Broad oh, jump. Wow. Oh, wow. Broad jump. I had never broke 10 before. I break 10, 10 feet. And wow. that, was the, that is the number we talked about. Wow. Yeah. So it was all like, it was all, it was all like, it was crazy. Wow. Crazy stuff. Have you talked to him since you, uh, since the combine to Mike? Um, I have not. I have not. Now I talked to him the last time we did it was the night before, right the night before. And as soon as you do it, you go to sleep. So just fresh in your mind, you wake up with it, whatever. And then, so that was about two or three days ago. So yeah, I definitely got hit him up, but yeah, that was the whole thing of like being able to attack the mental, be able to take it to the other spectrum of like, yeah, this is a life altering moment. So I'm just going to relax and do what I've already done a million times. Um, uh, Sevon, you should have this guy on. I know this guy. I, I, I've stayed at this guy's house a shitload of times. I haven't seen him in 20 years. He looks pretty similar. He looks pretty, he still has got the same, same look. He hadn't changed a whole bunch. Yeah. He was bald. So that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh there was another, uh, oh, this is an important question. Uh, did he, ever, did, when you were hypnotized, did he ever ask you to take your pants down? No. no. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. Well, thanks Trish for the, uh, thoughtful, uh, uh, question. I want to show you um, this clip, and this is the forty-yard uh, dash. We've only looked at two passes so far, right? Mm-hmm. So, how many times in your life have you have you ran the forty-yard dash? Like, like officially? I don't mean like. Oh, officially? Uh, I don't know. Probably like maybe like fifteen times. Yeah, it's crazy. This is this would be so nerve wracking. Oh, I know it's the it's the most it's the most ridiculous thing in the world getting ready to do that because it is super just scientific like you're not even just running like it's a whole like I trained this at my facility for 10 straight weeks like just working on running 40 yards and how to break it down and how to do it most effectively and all that's that. where the combine seems kind of weird to me right yeah yeah because it's like it's not game speed like dudes aren't gonna run on the field during a game, like they are going to run that, that 40 yard dash. Right. And, 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 uh, yeah. 
I, I guess it doesn't hurt to put 10 weeks in it. It made you a better athlete, right? Yeah. And it wasn't just that, like it was 10 weeks, just working on my athletic ability and 10 weeks working on quarterback stuff. So it was just like 10 weeks on trying to become a better, a better, you know, asset to a team. Are you worried about pulling a hamstring while you're training this prior to the combine? Um, you know, knock on wood, I've never had any issues with my hamstring. And I felt, you know, I just on top of, you know, taking care of myself just because I knew I only have 10 weeks to do this. The worst thing that can happen is me hit some speed bump because I'm not taking care of some section of my body. So I felt I felt pretty good. My legs feel good. Everything feels good. I took um, I went to uh, Florida one time to the IMG Academy with a bunch mm-hmm. of CrossFitters and they were running the 40 yard dash and they put uh, Dave Castro up there. And, and and first time he ran the 40 yard dash, he, he looked like someone shot him. You know what I mean? Like oh, 20 wow. yards in, he stood up <laughs> and grabbed the back of his leg. That is oh. horrible. I've seen that happen so many times. I don't know. I've never, thankfully I've never had any hammy issues, but you see anyone get injured there at the combine. I did not see anybody get injured at the combine though. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And how close is your dad? Do you right here? He's in the stands. Like, He's in the stands, probably about fifty yards away. And he's not in the stands with like the regular mortals, like they nah, give the dad. He ended up finding a way to get a media credential. Wow. Yeah. And do do the other parents get that? Nah, I don't know how he got that. Wow. <laughs> Travis. Yeah, what a stud. Okay, and 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 what are these two black lines on the ground? That when your ankle is, do you have an a- ankle? Yeah. Chip so on? the first line, the first line is where your hands, your hands can take up that whole first line. The back line, your both your feet have to be behind that second line. And did every dude start like that? Yeah, everybody's got their own unique stance, but just like those are the only two rules you have to follow. Your stance can be whatever you want as long as your hand takes up the first line and your two feet are behind that second line. And what are these two tripods like 10 or 15 feet down the way here? Those are all laser time timers. So you pass through them, they stop. Oh, so your start time starts as you pass through that first laser? Nah, so it starts. There's a guy sitting on a chair and he's got a he's got a hand starter. So when you move, he starts it. And then when you get to those lasers, there is no hand time stop. The laser determines what's your time like the end. So that first laser will be what, what, what my time was at five yards. The second laser will be what my time was at 10 yards. Oh. Then there's one at the 20 yard line. And then there's one at the 40 yard line. That's crazy. Cool. Hey, I, I wonder why they, why do they start it with the hand? Why don't they have it like the chip, like going over one of those black lines? Yeah. I was wondering that too. I guess it just hasn't been, it hasn't been like effective or there hasn't been one made that's accurate enough, I guess. Like this right. is the most accurate way to do it, I guess. And and you've already done this is your second uh, uh shot at it. You already ran yes. a four eight one. Okay. Yes. Here's Shepard. He was lock havened in. <laughs> he definitely was. Daddy looking on. Four seven nine. All right. Oh, I love it. Yeah, smiles from Pops. That's awesome. Now we'll see him spin it. <laughs> Shout out Shep. Shep, you what's up? How tall are you, Tyson? Uh, six foot three and one eighth. God, you're tall. I can't believe, and you look lean, dude. Yeah, I felt good. I feel good right now. They did. I did. They did a good Fun job stuff. at where I was. That's where great. I was getting me ready, like feeding you and all that. Uh, yeah, hey. he was lockhaven dinner. <laughs> he definitely was. So I don't know anything about sprinting, but like right here and then right there, you you come up. Is that what's supposed to happen? Like yeah, you're just leading forward yeah. and then you come up. 
Yeah. My, my, my transition period was like from 15 to 20 yards. So I had to dig up until then. And then from that point, open it up and just run. Look how ridiculous it is too. So you, there's, you run by, there's a dude with the yellow hat. I don't know what the fuck he's looking at. He's, he's definitely like making sure you don't cheat or something. Yeah, exactly. That's how it was all. It was super strict, but. Then you got three dudes at the. Oh no, you got five dudes at, at one bench. So now that's. Uh, then you pass another bench with four other dudes at it. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Yeah, there's so many. Then people. another table with three other dudes. That what the fuck is that old dude doing? That guy that you just ran past. He sat down there four years ago and hasn't been able to get up. <laughs> Daddy looking on. Oh, and another three dudes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's people every seven nine. All right, I love it. God setting up just that run probably cost him a half million dollars. My God, yeah. Uh, so the pro day will happen, and 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 I always feel like there's all sorts of rules of when people can and talk can and can't talk to athletes. Is all that over? You're done with college, and anyone like yeah, anyone anybody, can be talking. Anybody, yeah, anybody can talk to me. And and do you keep all that stuff sort of close to your vest? Like if, if yeah, well, some... a lot of it goes through my agent too. Like a lot of it goes through my like my agent. My agents got all the all, the agents have all the contacts with everybody. They reach out to the agent first. They'll never reach out to you first. They'll reach out to the agent. Your agent will reach out to them. They'll get an idea um, of everything, and then it's and then it comes to me. Um. Yeah. Uh, any any other of your dad's uh, um, lecherous friends like myself uh, coming out of the woodworks now and being like, oh, Travis, do you remember when we were friends? Can I get Tyson on my podcast? Is there anyone else who's like, oh, Travis, I have a beef jerky company. Could your son uh, <laughs> take a few bites of it? Oh, uh, no, nah, nothing yet. Or if it has, he hasn't told me, but nothing, nothing, nothing crazy yet. Nothing crazy yet. And and there becomes a point where you don't become like like. Someone could sponsor you now, but at some point when you get drafted, there become layers. It, it, it be, everything is going to become more. Um, what's the word? Uh, what's, what's when there's layers of management and um, there'll be more bureaucracy to get through, right? Yeah. More red tape. Mm -hmm. So like I could pay you now to wear a shirt for me and I could cut you a check for $5,000 and you could wear it. But, but that might not work 10 years from now. Or, or even if you get when you get drafted, it's done. Yes, and like you the NFL has to approve everything, of, right? Like right now, it's like it's like signature deals. Like there's a lot of weirdos that are really into getting stuff signed by by players and upcoming dudes and everything. So I've gotten a couple of deals with those, but um, you can you always like the price will just go up as the time goes. Like the right. price just goes up with how like um, popular you are or how good or successful you are. Or let's say, let's say, um, uh, uh, I, I'm just completely making this up, but like Budweiser is the sponsor of the NFL, let's say, and like right now, like Michelob could reach out to you and be like, hey, we want you to be in this commercial, but then once you get signed and Michelob approaches you and your agent, the NFL might be like, no, nah, no, nah, you can't do that because that'll compete yeah. with our Budweiser. Yeah, exactly. So like with card deals now, there's a there's a card company called Leaf. A car company like yeah, automobile? Car. Oh, no, okay. card like a like a signing football. Oh, oh okay, like a player's so card. Okay. It's a company called Leaf. Yeah. So there's there's a handful of card companies that can get a hold of you pre-draft, but once you're drafted, Panini Panini cards are the only card deal you can work with. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. And and now if someone hits you up, you get the money. Uh, or, or or maybe you and your agent. And the, but in the future, if you if you sign, then the NFL takes their piece too. Like more and more people start reaching into your pot of. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. And do you just try to avoid thinking about all that shit? Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To an extent. I mean, I don't. I don't spend money like that much at all. So like, if it's like a chunk of money, I don't really care what the what the split is. As long as I have an understanding of what I what I'm getting, I'm like cool. Like I probably just put it away anyway. So it's all like I don't really. So it's all good. But even 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 other things like, do you care what team you get drafted to, or do you just have your head down? And you're just like, hey, I'm just playing the best football I can. Yeah, yeah. That's the only that that's the only way I can be comfortable. If I start worrying about where I'm going or anything, I'm just trying to worry about me being prepared to go. Like I'm prepared to go anywhere. I don't care where I go as long as I'm. If I wasn't prepared, then I'd be in a little freakout mode. But as long as I'm prepared, ready, I don't like I don't care where I go. I just want to go where I'm wanted. Uh. I'll send you this $2, by the way. This is yours, Tyson. I get your, I have your address. So, uh, the Seven Podcast should sponsor Tyson. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm going to send him that two bucks. Thank you, Steve. So I'm, I'm getting on the Tyson Bajan train. What do you mean, me sponsor yeah, him? My, uh, the after, you gotta, after the combine, my, my Instagram has been going a little crazy. I got <laughs> to post a picture in that No Plan B shirt. Shout, shout out the podcast. How is that? Tell me about the um, uh, social media. Are there, has any is your agent like hey Tyson we're gonna have to take that from you and we're gonna have to do it? No, no. But I mean it's the same thing. Like, um, I guess the more you know influence you can have on that, I guess like there's there's companies that could be like hey, we could do a deal. You could just post us on your big platform, which it's not big, but you could post this on your platform, and then we can work out a deal. And that stuff's easy. I, I would think, I would think that you, uh, someone like you, also doesn't necessarily need as many followers to be influenced. So let's say if I'm a high school quarterback and I see you say, "Hey, every day I get into this ice tub," and you have five thousand followers, I see every fucking high school quarterback being like, "Fucking, I'm asking my parents for this ice bath." Yeah. Where exactly. someone with a million followers might say that, and it's just some, you know, some girl in a bathing suit who's, or some dude, some meathead who's just, it's all thirst picks, and they're gonna be like, "I'm not doing that." Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. I'm not really. I, I'll never go. I'll never go out of my way to do, to do, like some ad or some something I don't feel like doing, unless it's just like, unless it I can benefit from it. Like in my life, it's something I believe in. Like if it's something I believe in, if it's something I don't believe in, I'm just like, ah, oh, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm good. You can just ask somebody else. I'm really good. We'll, we'll, we'll that, circle back around when someone offers you a million dollars. Yeah. 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 Like there was, we'll circle back. I always wonder that too. God, what if coach just offered me a million dollars? God, no, I know. But really? I feel like if I sign a deal and I have more money, like right now, I feel like, you know, I don't have a ton of money, but I have more money than I would ever need. Like right now, I don't even have that much money. So I can only imagine I sign a contract like because I've thought about that, like selling my soul. Like when that time comes to make some money and I'm like, if I have enough money that I'm good and that if anything were to happen to immediate family member, they'll be good. Then I don't think I really don't think I would. I really don't think I would. Now, same thing. We can circle back, but I really don't think I would. 
but only now time listen, will tell. Now listen, now listen, Tyson. I'm going to give you $5 million to put this candy bar in your mouth. And think, you could build schools in Africa. You could help a lot of kids in Africa. Know, just just it. one like candy the, bar in your mouth. I know, I know. But the way I think, I'm such a weirdo. Like, I'll think about, like, I'm killing, I'm killing a lot of people by doing that, too. Oh, damn straight you are. Good yeah, thinking. Yeah, just straight up, just like, you might as well just snort cocaine, like, right there. What, what, um, you crossfitted your whole youth? Uh, so he started, I think I was about eight whenever he put me through my first one, just kind of like eight years old. Your dad put you through your first crossfit workout. Yeah. It was super like, it was like a low box jump and burpees or something like that. And and how often do you think you do crossfit? You doing it now? Uh, so I haven't been since I've been doing just strictly what they've had me do at the facility since new year's, but whenever so now i'm back home i'm taking this is my third day that i'm not doing anything and then tomorrow i'll start back so i mean i do it probably five times a week like if it's just a normal week no you know and and, uh, what's funny is all that stuff not not all the stuff but your dad sends me stuff Mm -hmm. you know like uh, you just did an interview with the espn guy by the way you killed it that was hey that dude called you tyler yeah, no, I know. I didn't even <laughs> he got two Tysons, a Tyler, and then back to Tyson again. I was like, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Hey, that's a famous guy? I think so. I mean, I recognized his voice. Yeah. And he said his he name, and I knew his name. Oh, the set I was on was way too official for that. To a oh, you weren't at home? You weren't at home doing that? Oh, no, I was. I There's, like, been a couple. I thought you were talking about the one. Yeah, no, yeah. So that one, I was at home. I I don't know who that dude was. I don't know who that dude was. But I imagine, I think he got some platform or something. I don't know. And it was, yeah. what was it? ESPN? It was ESPN Radio. It was big. Yeah, I so recognized his voice, and I recognized his name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. It's been, I've been doing interviews, like, so much since I, like, this whole draft process. But um, I do remember that one. That one was like a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. Ten they, minutes. Yeah, they said ESPN Radio. I'm like, oh man, ESPN. They might have me on here for a minute, and then I got all ready for it, and then it was like done. But it it was it was short and sweet. It was good. You killed it. You yeah. did really really good. Um, I'm I'm surprised that um, I, I'm, I'm surprised and not surprised that CrossFit it would be so easy. Like if I was the media director of, of, of CrossFit Inc., it would be so easy to just send someone out and film with you. I mean, I don't know if you'd be if you'd be down with it, but they they could have sent someone out to film with you. They film with you. They show that you did CrossFit. It's enough to show how good you did in high school and how good you did in college. You broke the for, for I mean, this is how much it cost. It cost ten thousand dollars to send a guy out and do a really good fucking video on someone. And they could be like, hey, this is I don't know if you charge them for that or not, but they could be like, um, this is a guy who used CrossFit and he broke the fucking all-time college football passing record because there's all this belief among sports that you shouldn't do CrossFit if you're a professional football player or baseball player uh, because of your shoulders, your shoulders. Yeah, and that's that's where I've kind of I've had to just uh, just be careful with just not careful but just understand when I'm programming stuff that yeah, just c- cater to your your discipline. Yeah, exactly. That's all. That's all it is. And really, I would need like I'm just like the CrossFit introduced. Oh, it's your mom calling. It's your dad calling. No, nah, that was my Mimi. My grandma. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, it just introduced me to the cardiovascular aspect of, of things. And I was just like, I really don't even care what I look. I don't care what it makes me look like. I don't care about anything other than it allows me to be available in my sport the whole time from the start to the very finish. I am ready to absolutely murder this thing. Like there is not one time where I'm constantly or even thinking for a split second. Oh, I need to take a break because I need to get my breath. Like, no pedal to the metal. If somebody else is tired, I'm like, get out. Let's get somebody else that's that can go at a hundred percent. And my whole thing is just being able to make sure that I can go a hundred percent every single play. Yeah. Those companies. So, so I would send that stuff to Dave and I would send that stuff to Bill Henniger and Katie Henniger, the owners of rogue. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They do. They do a solid job. I, it's, I, you know, they needed, they need to reach out to you and be like, Hey Tyson, we know you only got four months left. Can we do a Tyson Bajan shirt at rogue and CrossFit? (laughs) You guys are fucking up. I'm telling you. And here's why. Um, uh, there's a there's a community part i don't even mean from the commercial part there Mm -hmm. it's like you're in like this is a this is a um uh um you grew up you're you're homegrown you're homegrown you didn't find crossfit at, at, at 27 like there's been nfl quarterbacks there was a quarterback we did a piece on from uh, the Seattle Seahawks. This is ten years ago, and he he basically retired from the NFL, and then he yeah. did CrossFit for a year, and it brought him back. He was able to get one more year, and he credited CrossFit with it. But you're fucking homegrown. I just can't believe that the community is not getting more behind you. Well, n- not necessarily the community, the 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 home office of uh, uh, Dear Bill and Katie. If you need Tyson's phone number, let me know. And I, can I give them your phone number if they call me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Bill Hanniger. Yep. Katie, both. Both of them, everybody. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's fuck. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. It was. It, it was really cool. It's funny. I got to. Uh, you know who was there at the combine? Sorry, I had to plug my phone in. Oh. Uh, oh, they know him. They know him. I I, I bug uh, Bill and Katie about this guy. They know him. Yeah. They know uh, him. T- They're just busy people. And what everyone's is, uh, trying to get everyone's trying to get in their pocket. But I'm telling you, this kid Tyson, I don't bug them a lot with a lot of shit. And I'm telling you, like, I think it's a huge, it's a, it's a, it's a missed opportunity for for Rogue, but it's a, even a bigger missed opportunity for CrossFit and all the affiliates out there to be like, look, you can grow one of these in an affiliate, a Tyson yeah. Bajan. Yeah, it was. I met um, I, I Shane. Is that is that Tia Claire Toomey's man's name? Shane. Yeah, Shane Orr. Yeah, good. Yeah, news. so he was. I I um. I obviously watched all the CrossFit like documentaries on Netflix and it, a little just I, I I keep up updated and up to date with what's going on and I saw him and he was with the No Bull guy like at the, the combine at the combine so I just got done killing it right and I'm walking I just I did an interview with NFL Network and I'm walking back to meet my family and I like the No Bull guy says something to me and I look over and I like locked eyes and I was like how in the world do I and I was like no shit. That's Terry T. Claire Toomey's man. That's crazy. And then we ended up talking for like five minutes. It was pretty sweet. He's got a crazy deep voice. Did you notice that? He does. Yeah, he's got his accent's pretty pretty cool. And um, it's so deep, like uh, my ears can't uh, yeah. quite hear it. Sometimes like, I know, uh, and it's crazy like, too because like I feel like I've been more interested in what she's been posting lately because she's pregnant and still Me too. like like she's yoked out of her mind pregnant. Like I'm like 
what in the world? So anytime that pops up, I'm like, well, you know, what's she look like now? She's still, you know, I'm more interested. I, I think I'm more interested now that she's pregnant because it's, I guess it's kind of like adversity. Right. But it's like, oh my it's gosh. something that we it's all like have to go through. Adversity in the most ridiculous sense ever. And like, you just see, she's like, you know, I'm sure she's probably doing what I'm doing with CrossFit, which is being maybe a little bit careful with what she programs, but still she is murdering. Right. And like, she's still like, she, she's even, she's still putting up good times. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. So I talked to him about that for a minute. I told him that was awesome, but it was cool. It was cool being able to um, see like a, a person that I actually knew, like, I guess in the CrossFit world. So that was pretty sweet. The, the draft is in April. The draft is April 28th. And and will you just be like sitting in front? Like, do you like, will you be sitting in front of a TV set watching it live? Yeah, and just you know, it's so much unknown. So I'll just probably just like be kicking it with my family, like in front of some TV with my phone, my phone ringer on, just just waiting. And 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 what do you think the chances are are that you will get drafted? I think I mean I think that I've done everything I was supposed to do, you know, up until this point. So I mean, I feel that you know a team would be you know that you would miss out with not taking a chance on me but I'm not other teams. So I just know that I put myself pretty much in the best position that I could. And uh, now I should, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy because I didn't leave any stone unturned. It's not like I didn't do, like I didn't handle something and it came back to bite me in the ass. And I was like, Oh man, I wish I would have taken that more seriously. I took everything as serious as I possibly could have ever taken anything in my whole entire life to the point where I was like, like I did everything so right that I was just sick of sick of it by the end of it. Like I was just like, wow. Like if someone was like, Hey, don't use those pillow pillowcases. They make it so you don't sleep as deep. You'd be like, those pillowcases are gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like shit exactly. like that. I'm taking, like, any Don't wear steel bracelets because they fuck with your meridian line or something. Yes. You're like, I'm never wearing yeah, a steel bracelet point, again. It got, it got to the point in Florida where I was just like, you know, I was away from all my whole family for the first time in my life and every it was all good and smooth sailing but by the end of it it was like i would be at the training facility handle everything just try to stay there as long as i could because i knew when i got back to the house it was just gonna be like i got tired of reading i got tired of looking at my phone i got tired of watching tv like it was like i was just tired of it i just wanted to just like go and and produce everything that i worked on so um yeah i just i did everything right I handled my business like a professional. So now it's up to the the other, it's up to the other end of the stick, you know, to make their decisions and decide if I'm, you know, if I'm if I'm a guy that they want to take a chance on or not. And I'm ready too. I can get the call. If I got the call right now, I'd be ready. So I know in two months I'm gonna be ready. So I'm just more so just excited and and happy with how I handled the process more than I am worried if I'm gonna get picked up or not. Uh, uh, no, no, no plan B. There's no, if, if I don't get drafted, it's this. I know it's funny. Cause uh, like that, that shirt. And then I was listening. Um, it was something that Co- Kobe Bryant said, um, that like resonated with me a handful of years ago. He was like, it was a ex teammate of his talking. And he was talking about some, something that Kobe was saying one day. And he was like, um, he was like, you know, when people say don't put all your eggs in one basket, it's like, well, what if you just put all your eggs in one basket and then you could make more eggs later? Like you put all your eggs in this basket and if for whatever reason that doesn't work out, then you can go back, you know, and make more eggs, get good at something else, 
attack something else in your life. But just not not having a plan B. All my eggs are in this basket, and uh, they still are. So I was happy. You know, I'm just happy that um, the training paid off. I was able to put up good numbers. I threw the ball well. You know, there was, and you know, I was confident doing. It. I did the interviews well. So I don't think I could have done anything uh, better. So that's why I'm just more so just relieved in that sense. Uh, Justin Medeiros' mom, the champ's mom, uh, Shanna Medeiros. Medeiros' family will be pulling for a Cowboys pick. Hey, so is my dad. <laughs> uh, Tyson, uh, awesome talking to you, dude. Thanks for sharing your experience with the Combine. It's a, That was a, a, a really unique uh, listen for me to hear you talk about all that. I'm completely oblivious to all that stuff. Nice. Yeah, you're the man. You're the <laughs> Thanks man. for letting always love coming on so i appreciate you me and ezra me and and, and that's another thing the the facility is about 30 minute drive i have to go there probably twice a day so a lot of times me and ezra would just listen and just randomly select oh. the podcast oh that's awesome you say that because so ezra's uh, uh tyson's 18 year old brother and uh so I, I ezra was in the car with your dad when i was talking to your dad yeah we, listened, back. we were listening to the podcast today we were <clears> on the way before this we were driving somewhere and we were listening to the Building Better Men podcast, and you were like, "Dude, my friend, he's got this eighteen-year-old brother." <laughs> yeah, and that I was totally, crazy. It, it went completely over my head. But then Ezra was like, "Yo, rewind that. I think he's talking about me." <laughs> and we listened to it. We started crying, laughing. I told that story like twenty times that day. I was yeah. like, "A fucking eighteen-year-old kid thinks I'm funny." That is, that's nah, just. We were, we were. There was, there was one. I forget which one it but you were just dropping gems and your delivery sometimes is so so hilarious that we just sit there and cry so it was it was great we listened to a lot of podcasts while we were in florida that's for sure awesome well that makes me happy and proud uh, okay i will be uh i'll be uh, staying close um good luck with the uh the event what's it called the pro day the pro day yes, at sir. shepherd uh, university what's the date on that again the 28th the 28th of this month yep Okay, so uh, CrossFit, uh, you should send film guys out there. You better get in touch with them quickly. And Rogue, you should probably be sending out a million. Uh, release the Tyson Bajant uh, Rogue shirt, and mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, a month after that is the draft. And uh, I'll be I'll be uh, staying close to my phone and bugging you uh, very shortly after that. Hey, will you still be able to come on the show after you get drafted, or do you have to have that approved by the NFL? Oh no, I'm I'm whenever you need me. All right, you the man. Yeah, you the man. Okay, it's out. By the way, the guy who makes the No Plan B shirts, I saw in the comments here, he said he already sent them out to you. But so I guess the check's in the mail, dude. Sweet. All right. All right. Have a good day, Sivan. All right. Take care. Tell Ezra I said what's up. I will. Okay. Bye. Uh, Delivery is on point only sometimes. Uh, Send me as a photographer, Sivan. Sevon, can you unblock my uh, account? Like, unblock your account from where? Doug off? From where? I don't think you're. Who is that? I don't. I, I, if you got to talk to the wrenches, I never blocked anyone. You would have to do something crazy for me to block you. God, uh, just prior to the show, uh, Jeremy uh, Eat World sent me a video of John Stewart talking, and he's comparing. Um, gun laws and the fact that you would believe in the second amendment to protect gun laws, but not believe in protecting freedom of speech by letting 
trannies do readings to kids to perform in front of kids. And I, it, it was, it was the most incredible ass backward logic I had ever heard. It, it was such a simpleton perspective. And John Stewart was getting really angry at this guy. He was raising his voice at this guy. And it made me just like want to go on a walk on the beach with John Stewart and explain to him how, how he's thinking wrong. You can't just be like uh, 3,000 kids died uh, from guns and it's the leading cause of death of kids dying in the United States. And so we're going to outlaw guns. You, you can't do that. First, first of all, you have to realize other things. Um, the precedent it sets. So the leading cause of death for kids under the age of five is uh, drowning. So what do you do? You get rid of all swimming pools. Let's say you did do that. Let's say you did do that. Let's go down that logic of thinking. Let's say you get rid of all swimming pools and you don't let kids um, under uh, five anywhere near water. They're not allowed on beaches and they're not allowed near swimming pools. Well, then upstream a little bit or downstream a little bit at the, the leading cause of death for people over 30 all of a sudden becomes drowning in 20 years. And why is that? Because you didn't teach kids how to swim under the guise of protecting them from drowning. It's it, it it's it, it's it's absolutely batshit crazy thinking. It's along the so so let's go back to the gun thing. So no one's like, hey Sevon, you're changing the subject. If you if you ban guns, if you get rid of guns, what happens? Do we end up like um, uh, the Netherlands or, or, or these countries where farmers are being told that they can't farm with gas powered vehicles anymore? Do we end up like China, where people are boarded up by the tens and hundreds of millions in their homes? Do we end up like Canada, where they're told that if you don't get the vaccine, you're racist? I'm not making this stuff up. This is this is uh, these these are true connections to to come to uh, to countries where their leaders have completely taken advantage. Of them. Do we end up like Australia, where people would fly into Sydney? have to be quarantined for a month. And then if they wanted to go to another province in Australia, they'd have to quarantine for another month. Do we want to um, end up like, um, uh, I'll give you another example. Oh, it's so great in Canada and the UK. Um, uh, all medicine is free. Okay, cool. Well, first of all, that that's just not true, but okay, cool. Now you have to wait if you get the only problem is and, and I forgot to mention this to you is if you get diagnosed with cancer, you can't begin treatment for a year. Whereas in the United States, since it's not free, you can get treatment in two weeks. Like like what what, what is the cost? What is the cost of banning guns? They he never wants to talk about that. No one ever wants to talk about it. Uh, Switzerland. I don't. I don't know what is wrong with Switzerland. I know what you're trying to imply there. I could tell you a lot of stuff that's that's weird there. But uh, you have to be more specific. I'm not going to read into it. Uh, it's it's just it's it's crazy to me. All under the defense of he's saying that you should let people groom your children under the guise, and and I know I know I'm slanting that. I know I'm slanting that under the guise of freedom of speech. How is it how is it that 
I can't go to a cigarette site, a tobacco site without them asking me if I'm 18. Like if I go and try to buy like nicotine online or I go to a nicotine site, I got to jump through all of these hoops. <clears throat> but yet I can download download porn or go to Google and type in big dick dudes and get just shitloads of crazy pictures. It's crazy that they think that they're trying to protect kids. I could flip the same script on John Stewart. He says he's trying he says he's trying to uh protect kids uh, uh by banning guns. Who I I bet you uh if you look up who the number one people are that uh that hurt kids, sexual predators of kids, you'd be very you you would not be surprised of what you'd find. That there is a demographic of people that would not surprise you. It's such bad thinking. It makes me and then if you really want to just go nuts, start reading the comments. You think it's mentally ill to want to keep guns? It's just a mentality. Oh, a mentality, a mentality. No, it, it well, not for me. It's not a mentality for me. <laughs> not looking at the consequences of getting rid of them no one in the united states wants to end up like canada or the uk or australia no one wants to end up like that if you live in those countries and if you if, and if, and if you don't if you live in the united states and you don't and you don't uh and you don't know what it's like go to the uk and try to get some and see what it's like living there all the fucking crazy rules they have. Try being a farmer uh, in the Netherlands. Or how about those kids killed by guns? Are black kids by black men? Yeah, hey, what, what, it's that same logic. Why doesn't John Stewart just say, okay, we're going to get rid of gun violence. We're going to just move all the black people out of the United States. It's the same thing you want. It's the same thing. It's the same, same just stupid thinking. Oh, what they did. It's it's classic what they did in Germany. I don't know about the gun shit, but what they did, they first said that the Jews were dirty and that they were spreading sickness. Hmm, that's weird. The thing is, too, I guess the reason why they can't see that taking away the guns would be bad and that the, because then we would be stuck with a bunch of people who think like Jon Stewart. You want to see um, – you want to understand – Salo, I appreciate it. I, I think you're, you're just thinking about it wrong. Go, go look at that movie. Um, so, so I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of how I think you're thinking about it. Um, for years in this country and still today, uh, there's people who think that if you drink Gatorade, you're uh, increasing your electrolytes in your body because that's how they sold it. Gatorade has electrolytes. But the truth is, is that when you drink Gatorade, you're diluting your electrolytes. Because you couldn't drink anything that was dense enough in electrolytes to increase your electrolyte count in your body without vomiting. It's not possible. But it was pushed on, but it was pushed on the people. And to this day, people still believe it, no matter how much you tell them. Yeah. And it's like that movie in Idiocracy. They can't fucking figure out why the plants are dying because they're giving them Gatorade. And Gatorade has or electrolytes. 
they call it something else. They don't call it uh, electrolytes. And, and so just in, in, in the way that you're asking it, it's, it's such an American thing. I haven't gotten around to understand it. I want to give you a good example. Cause I used to be like you too. I'd be like, fuck, we don't need guns, but, but you don't re and I used to say the same thing. We don't need religion, but it's because you can't, when you don't see the, the effect it's having, you're just, you're just, you're just looking at, you're just looking at one perspective of the effect it's having. You don't understand how it's, um, you, you, you we're, we're, I was myopic on, on the damage it was doing. I wasn't looking at the benefits, but, but as we went through the pandemic, you could see a thousand reasons like, oh shit, I'm glad we have guns. Uh, Roxanne is wonderful. I'm in the United Kingdom. Americans should keep hold of their guns. I would rather have the option to own a gun than to never have the option. I mean, just one of the things, uh, that's I I think known is that one of the reasons why the Japanese didn't attack <clears throat> didn't didn't come uh, ashore in World War II. One of the reasons I heard is because they knew that there were over eight hundred thousand Americans with um, armed or something like that at the time. Now it's got to be way more. <clears throat> that's another great question. Why does the U.S. government arm citizens of other countries with fully automatic weapons but continue to try to restrict uh, in our own country? Another th another trippy thing, by the way, Salo, is is the guns they're trying to outlaw aren't the guns that are really killing people. And they've come up with the, these 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 uh, assault rifles, they keep calling them. It's all handguns. The vast majority is just crazy handguns. Yeah, no one wants a nut job to have a gun. I agree. The problem is, is we have so many fucking nut jobs in power. That 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 poor, poor Canada. What are they going to do there? I was talking to some of my friends who are just fucking crazy socialist libtards, and even they were hating on Trudeau. They they got a little mini uh, Hitler over there. The bad dude. I really, I really, I, I, part of me, I'm, I'm almost even a little, I'm almost jealous at how passionate um, uh, Tyson is about his life. It reminded me of when we interviewed Matt Schindeldecker. Do you remember that? And just his life had such purpose or even Seth Gruber, the abortion dude, the guy who's against abortion. Like when I meet people like that, I'm like, damn, I thought I had passion. Uh, for some Gatorade. Thank you, Mr. Simpson. Homer. Oh, you guys do have street violence in Switzerland? Hey, listen, here's the thing. The United States doesn't only has violence where they allow it to happen. So, like, no matter anything that you see about how violent the United States is, like, you don't have to partake in it at all. Zero. Like, I don't have to partake in it at all, and I live in an amazing place. Zero. I don't see it. I don't partake in it. I don't like you can just not go to those places. It's the, this place is so big.
Uh, Ryan Douglas. Hey, Sevon, today uh, marks my one year of committing to the CrossFit lifestyle. I would like to thank my mentor, best friend, and father, Mike McCaskey. Oh, that's awesome. That's your dad? Or he's like a father in the church for motivating me and being the best support system. How could he be your father with a different last name? Oh, maybe Mike McCaskey is just his, like, his YouTube name or yours is just your YouTube name. All right. Look at that. You guys are just loving on each other in the comments. Awesome. That's cool. I, I, I just, I don't go anywhere where they, oh, uh, father Sevon. Thank you. Oh, true dad. Okay. True dad. True dad or true dad. Um, uh, Sevon, how do you like the new January 6th video? The police chauffeuring the guy through the Capitol building. I haven't seen that. I, I, I know that the Capitol thing is just a complete joke and a hoax anyway, just because there was no fire. I, I know what real rioters do. They bring fire, like real rioters, like people who are like Ferguson, 760 million in damage. That's more than enough evidence for me. Pope Sevon. I like that. I'm anxious for Tyson. I like uh, I like reading the comments on YouTube. When 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 I when I go on um, Instagram, like I like I've, I've posted I posted that uh, Donald Trump talking, and and a couple other things that are like, I don't I don't know. Even for me, they're 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 starting to get a little one sided, and people comment in there and they're rude to me. I, I, or, or just assholes or just whatever. I, 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 if I immediately click their name and if they follow me, it can stay. But if they don't follow me, I erase it or I just talk some horrendous shit to them. Cause at that point, I feel like you're just over here on my account trolling. Like, Hey, if you're, if you're, if you're like friends with me and like, you think I said something, you're like, hey, Sevon, I don't appreciate you using the word tranny. My sister is transgender, and I find that uh, offensive. And you know, it makes you seem like a transphobic asshole. And you follow me, like I'm. I, I want to have the conversation with you. But if you're just a, if you don't follow me, I just whack you. Bye bye. Chris Rock has a new Netflix show, so so I need to look at January sixth stuff and Chris Rock's new show. That's cool. Yeah, right? Tyson has qualities any major company would love to have. God, I hope Coke offers him like $30 million so we can talk about that. Uh, type one in, in the chat, if the Sevon podcast is the most significant podcast in the CrossFit space. Wow, okay. I can do that. There we go. I, I, I type four. Later, Cobra. Thanks, dude. Uh, what is tomorrow? Where's my phone? Tomorrow's Friday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, she who shall not be named. I can definitely, I can do that. I can, uh, do that. I can definitely get you, uh, Mike Celieris's name. You guys want to see who that is? Mike Celieris, who Tyson talked about. 
I remember when Mike had his, um, uh, I remember when Mike had his mentor, um, I remember when Mike had his mentor hypnotize Travis so he could win the world championships. God, I hate it when I do that. I'm doing two things at once and just like the same sentence keeps coming out of my mouth over and over and over. I want to show you a, 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 a match of his where he wins. He's a really good arm wrestler, both right and left handed. Let's see. Okay, well, I don't think Mike wins this match, but but we we can uh, watch it anyway. Here we go, Mike Celiaris. You know, uh, for those of you who don't know, that guy Cobra Rhodes who was in the comments here, he's probably one of the best arm wrestlers who ever lived. Definitely, definitely in his weight class, he was the best arm wrestler who ever lived. Oh, you want to see the deadlift? Is that what you said, Mike Sauer, the 295? You know what's funny is I showed Hiller the other day, and he's like, dude, you could do 350. I'm like, how do you know? He's like, I can just, just tell. It just comes up so easy. Sully, Kinda, I like that. But I have no interest Sully in 350. He did, and that one's yeah. Todd Hutchins. Come on. In the gray. Right there. That's Mike Sellieris. Yeah, he's crazy intense. He's crazy intense. ...to work and try to... I, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here. They're going to when the ref says go, they're going to slip. They always slip, and then they're going to probably put him in the straps. Boom. And I think Mike slipped because he felt how strong that dude is. So now they strap him up, right? Close your hands. Go. And now the they got the straps on him. That's Todd Hutchinson, uh, Hutchins, Todd Hutchins on the right. I think Todd Hutchins is like a, like a super heavyweight now. I think he's put on like 30 pounds or some shit. Oh, oh shit. Take, that's wow. Fabulous wow. And, that, and, and, uh, you see, uh, Hutchins wrist is back in arm wrestling. That's like your wrist got broken back. That's not, you do not want that to happen right there. And Mike has pronated, pronated, supinated, whatever it is. And everyone thinks he's going this way. He's basically turned like this and pulling back towards himself at the same time. Very unorthodox attack on Tonzilla there, but it's wow. Wow. Oh. wow. And you see how crazy intense Mike is, right? Yeah, it looks like Matt Sarah, the other guy. Right? Look Sayaris at him. Look at him. With the upset victory. Oh, oh, and there's his wife and his kids. I think, I think, I think. My ex-girlfriend introduced Mike to his Straight wife. Right out of the box. What a way to... I think she's a Jewish girl, too. Reverse the earlier wind. Our bodies don't look... The, me and Mike's bodies don't look the same, but we both married Jewish girls. Wow, I recognize so many people in the in the fans here. This this lady here in the corner, this is Marci, Marcio Barboza's wife. Marcio came out and visited me one time in Santa Cruz. All right. Anyway, that's Mike Celieris. That's the guy that hypnotized uh, Tyson or, or, or walked him through some like positive mind thinking exercise. Pronated. Thank you. Pronated, supinated. <clears throat> Deadlift. I don't, I didn't post it anywhere. It's on my phone. 
could show you on my phone, maybe. I'll I'll save it. Oh. Oh, let's see. Uh, oh, what's the uh, later install update later? Oh, we got a OS update yesterday. Let me see. So th this dude wants to talk to me on the phone. Let me see. I'll call him and see if he'll talk to us with you guys listening. Uh, don't you? This show feels so professional when I dial like that beeping sound. I'll show you the deadlift. I'll, I'll I'll post it or something maybe. Hello. Hey, we're live on the air. Oh, sweet. Uh, can you tell me uh, what you're so excited about in, with everyone listening or no? I mean, I can, but it's a slightly. I mean, I don't. It's a little personal. Okay, fuck it. You don't. You don't. You don't have AIDS. No, no, no. You don't have AIDS. Since I'm, since I'm such a pimp. I'm not, I mean, and so confident I could do it. Um, so I'm at the combine and even, do you know that I pack up all of Tyson and Ezra's gear from Fort Myers, Florida, and I drove it to Indianapolis. You're such so a good dad. By yourself with no one in the car with you, right? No one in the car but me, just like a beast. Just right? like you and a 40 ounce of Mountain Dew. No, no. For me, it's one Mountain Dew in the morning, the same as you have your coffee. All right. Don't be so quick to judge like you were John Stewart there a little bit ago. <laughs> um, but on the way up there, I start feeling like my back is hurting, my stomach's hurting a little bit. But I'm just thinking it's from driving in the car like that, right? Because you're a big man and you can't be folded up in a small seat like that. Exactly. And, you know, it's like laying around when you don't feel good. Sometimes your back hurts from laying in the bed, you know. So. Um, I didn't think that much of it, but I'm starting to just slaughter these ibuprofen. Right. Right. Because I'm like, man, what is going on? So I get to Indianapolis the first two nights, Wednesday and Thursday. No, Thursday and Friday. I am, I wake up in the middle of the night, this bed soaking wet. Yeah. Right. So now I'm thinking, nah, I didn't have something, but I broke the fever. So maybe I'm all right now couple ibuprofen, the fact that I'm there because, you know, my son's in the NFL combine, I'm mustering up enough energy to make this happen. The final day, I got to drive seven more hours back home. I get home Sunday. There's a big coming home party for Tyson, but I don't even go. I'm like, man, I'm going on this couch. I'm going to relax and then go to urgent care in the morning. Wow. Wake up. Wake up on Monday morning, go to urgent care, COVID test, flu test, urinalysis, everything negative. And I'm like, ah, that's kind of weird. So I go back home, take a nap, um, laying around. I wake up three hours later. Now it's one o'clock and I still, still feel bad. I'm like, well, I'm just going to take my ass to the hospital because I know there they can do the CAT scan, MRI, um, and do blood work. Right, just to make sure I'm good because it's been too many damn days. Right, right. So I get to the hospital. I have appendicitis, emergency surgery. I'm in the hospital. They ain't gonna let me go till Thursday. You had your appendix taken out? Yeah. And there was a huge like 
it was ready to burst. There was like some big mass or whatever on it. I don't know. So for the last, so yesterday, the surgery was at seven o'clock, six o'clock. And I am in the worst I was. This, uh, this uh, morphine kicks in and I can do stuff like I'm doing now. God, you're scaring Is the shit crazy? out of me. Hey, this dude I know, um, uh, one of the parents of uh, who who I who I see around town, who the, the kid does the same activities my kid does. Um, he was a big dude, six uh, two, you know, uh, two hundred and sixty pounds. He's like, I someone saw him the other day and said he's down to one eighty. He had appendicitis and he got infected. Yeah, that thing. Oh, yeah. Now, now there was an infection, but they. But listen, man, I didn't lost twenty pounds. I took off at two eighty. I'm 254 or 255 now. Holy shit. Already. But just imagine when you were watching me cheer for Tyson in that thing just now, I'm struggling over here. Yeah, you were, you were hurting, but you looked, you had a big smile on your face. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, that's because I'm a beast. So I kind of worked out. But yeah, I thought you'd be interested in that. So yeah, I'm glad you're I'm you're, in the hospital still. Wait, you're still in the hospital? Yeah, they won't let me leave till Friday because I had this. They got a tube still in there draining the infection. How's uh, is is your son tripping? Is your family tripping? Oh, everybody's tripping, man. Everybody. <clears throat> well, shit. Good to hear your voice. You don't sound sick at all. You don't sound weak. You sound good. You sound like yourself. Yeah. Well, he just that just goes to show you you can fake it, fake it till you make it. And, and when do you get out? Yeah. When do you go home? They told me just a few days, so I don't know. That sounds crazy to me. But uh, I just tried to walk. Had to walk a lap around the the unit. Yeah, dude, my stomach is so sore. Like you did too many sit ups, sore. Yeah, like I probably like C section sore from when the when the ladies have to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a you had a baby. Yeah. Right. Hey, did they take out your whole? Did they take out anything else besides your appendix? Did they fuck with your intestine at all? Um, I hope not. No, I don't think so. Oh, they would have told you. That's good. All right, good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to it. I just wanted to make sure that you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for telling me. Thanks for sharing. You got me all freaked out. Yeah, but, but, I, I, but I listened to the podcast. But I'm stoked yeah, to hear your voice. Great. Yeah, and listen, I got something else to tell you, but I can't say it on on there. It's terrible. Um, terribly funny. Okay. Um, so, but a little insensitive. So call me when you, uh, okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. My show is uh, all about sensitivity. I appreciate it. (laughs) Later, bro. Bye. Oh, I didn't like that at all. Oh, Cobra said when I saw him Saturday, he didn't seem like himself. Yeah. Hey, I kind of want to throw up thinking the fact of thinking that my boy Travis is in the hospital. Seriously, it makes me feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like a, like a shit cl- c- c- come on me. You know what I mean? Like, like all of a sudden now I got a poop. Like I, I did not like that feeling that I just had. Ugh. Well, I'm glad he told me now. Now I want to get off with you guys and call him. <sighs> yeah. I have, I have Celiaris's contacts. I'm when I get off here, I'm going to give it to you. The person who is uh, DMing me. Oh, what was I doing? I was looking to see who's um, who's coming on tomorrow. Stay focused, Sebi. Oh, today's Tuesday. 
Today's not Thursday. Oh, shit. Rich Froning's coming on tomorrow. That's fucking awesome. Do you know how well I'll sleep tonight? Seriously, I'm not even joking. Knowing that um, um, Rich is coming on. Just easy day. So easy. And then a Thursday, Dallas Alexander. I have good feelings about that too, actually. Dallas is the that Dallas. Uh, Dallas is the dude. Uh, I think he was special forces uh, in Canada who refused to take the injection. Friday, Gary Roberts. We're gonna find out about California hormones, his journey, how it's going, and uh, Saturday, live Colin show. I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious what Rich is going to do. Um, what it, what his plans are for the games this year? He did good. In the, he uh, he did good in the open, right? Dude, I'm on the. All these people are telling me they're like, dude, I beat someone in three workouts out of four in the open, and I still did worse than them. And this, like, all these. I'm on all these threads where people are just hating on the open this year. I am tripping. I got to have Hiller on and have him explain to me what the fuck is going on. I'm really tripping on 22.23.2. Basically, if if I need to find out if I'm thinking about this correctly, but if I'm thinking about it correctly, it just doesn't even matter. Like the open really doesn't matter anymore. Like don't, if it says you're 35,000th, it doesn't matter. Just you can tell people you're 8,000th or you're 7th or it doesn't even matter. I wonder what Greg would think that if it says run and you walk, because those words have definitions, right? It was a shuttle run, but people are walking and getting better scores than people are running. But someone told me the other day, the definition of running is when both feet are off the ground at some point and run walking is when one foot's always on the ground. Just something. It doesn't seem like, I don't know what they're testing for. Who's better at, who's better at manipulating the system. Who's better at working out or who's the fittest. It's just, it's all, Something doesn't seem right to me. Jay Hartle, uh, open workouts were barely uh, CrossFit. First one was the only good one. Yeah, I'm tripping. Uh, Sevon Stewart's comments uh, couldn't have been taken out of context more. He was talking about the leading cause of death in children in the U.S. is guns. Yeah, that, that's that's what I, what are you talking about? That's what I said. Maybe I didn't say the U.S., but that was what was implied. What do you mean I, out of context. That's exactly what I meant. The outrage of drag queens who have killed no one. Yeah, I, 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 no, 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 no. That is not what, that is not what it was. You're wrong. He wasn't, he wasn't necessarily, uh, it, maybe, maybe he, that was one of the elements. I'll have to go back and listen, but he was criticizing the guy for being an absolutist around the second amendment, but not an absolutist around freedom of speech. Ha, 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 back at you, 12 daily doses of stuff. Now what? Uh, Stewart is uh, uh, fine with everyone having a gun. He's not fine with giving them to people who are violent offenders and known to be mentally ill. Are you? No, no one is. No one's okay with that. But what Stewart isn't, is what Stewart isn't doing is he's not looking at, at, at both um, – at both sides of the story. But but Daily Dose, why aren't you mentioning the fact that he's okay with mentally ill uh and, and, and I think arguably sexually deranged people? And this is a this is a fact, not an opinion. Uh reading to our kids. 
it's funny he's accusing he's accusing that guy of being an absolutist when maybe he's the absolutist he never he never there's there's no mention of the cost was my point I'm not, ta- I'm not. I'm not taking it out of context at all. I don't even care. It, that's not. That's not my fault that I don't know what uh, Stewart's uh, thoughts are on on um, gun control. No. No one. By the way, that's just ridiculous. No one wants mentally ill people to have guns. Everyone on the NRA is fine with giving guns uh, to the mentally ill. Not true. If they weren't, they would change the laws of purchase and background check. Okay. Okay, then I would say that everyone who uses Google with that logic is okay with kids watching pornography. How's that? I would say that you 12 daily doses of stuff are perfectly okay with young children watching uh, uh, 10 dudes gangbang a lady and stuff every hole and ejaculate all over. 12 doses of daily stuff with his logic, that's what he's saying. Because it would be so easy to stop that. Because your logic is if they wouldn't, if they, if they would, they would change the laws of purchase. That's, that's, are are you fucking crazy? You're thinking, but you're, you're not thinking right. You're, you're not even thinking right. I used your exact same logic. Look at, look, I'll, look at, you're saying, what if, if everyone on the NRA, so here we go, if everyone on the internet, we'll just change the words, is fine. With giving porn to kids, I changed guns from to, from guns to porn and from mentally ill to kids. If they weren't, they would have changed the laws of watching porn. Dude, there's so many sites you can't go on to gambling sites without fucking acknowledging you're 21. Have you ever seen a porn site like that? I mean, you're just you're just not thinking right. You want to win. Don't want to win. Have the conversation with me. Dude, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's, there's no excuse for some of those ideas and concepts to be introduced to kids. Hey, and here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Twelve daily doses, and we and we know this. John Stewart's yelling at that guy for for no fucking reason, and it's because he's fucking defensive and he's bullying him. And John Stewart's just looking at the symptoms. Because they're, I don't know what the exact stat is, but in like 1952, like 80% of the kids in, in Texas took a, a, a rifle to school every day for their, their shooting class, and there wasn't one like shooting. Like we know it's not the guns. We know it's how people are being raised. We know the same thing with the trannies. Isn't it ironic that you want that you want to defend – that John Stewart wants to defend mentally ill, Ill people not – being introduced to our kids in an intimate setting and yet he doesn't want mentally ill people to have the guns i mean the whole thing is fucking he did not destroy that dude dude you're wow listen to this uh John Stewart destroys that dude. It's common sense issues. Look at what you. So now you've stopped using logic and now you're just using name calling and phrases like common sense because, because frankly, I, I, I pulled the carpet out from underneath you. I get it. <clears throat> uh, 
Uh, there are websites that you can't get onto unless you upload your driver's license. You can stop someone from getting a gun. Dude, I could go out right now and get a gun. Are you are you out of your mind? Anyone can get a gun anywhere. Dude, you're so out of touch, brother. All right. Uh Can we can we all see the video? What video? <laughs> Tell me at what cost? Tell me at what what's the cost of getting rid of guns? Tell me. Yeah, I know. I know. Law-abiding citizens are not killing people who are not mentally. It's it's Well, I appreciate it. And you know what's cool? You can move to you can move somewhere where there's not a lot of guns uh where where gun laws are more strict and you'll feel safe. Like uh I suggest you go to Baltimore or Chicago or Philadelphia, or Portland, where gun laws are more strict than other places, and uh, you can see how that plays out for you. All right. Nobody wants to get rid of guns. Just stop selling to people who are violent. I don't even think felons can buy uh, guns. On a lighter note, anyone interested in campground spot at the games, they go on sale at Ticketmaster on March 9th, unless you had a spot last year. Then you have access today at 10 a.m. No shit. That's cool. That's really cool. Shanna being such a good mom. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, uh, and Stuart didn't even come close. Stuart exposed himself for flawed thinking. You're crazy if you think he destroyed him. You're crazy. Go back and listen to it again. I just, I just, I just used your exact same logic and his logic to argue why we should erase black people from the planet and why we should make porn uh, legal for kids to watch. And that if you do think that, that you're a pedophile. I mean, I just, I just schooled you and him in one fallen swoop. Yeah, there's no end to it. How about stairs? 12,000 people die a year from falling down stairs. I know it's it's just idiot talk. You have to you have to you have to at least always look at the other side of the scale. What do we lose if we fucking put these rules around guns? What do we lose? What are we gaining from letting fucking uh mentally ill and sexually deranged people read to our kids? John Stewart should be fucking embarrassed. Doesn't he have kids? <laughs> I just explained to you. I just explained to you why he didn't school that guy logically, and all you can keep coming back with is he schooled that guy. Oh, this is a good one. The guys who own slaves wanted us to have guns. There's a reason to make sure everyone has a gun. So, with the double laughing, so. You know, you know that the, the guys who want guns today actually didn't own slaves. You know, in 1860, not a single Republican owned a slave. 
You know that, right? You know you have that exactly backwards. It's actually the Democrats, the John Stewarts, who don't want guns, and they're the ones who own slaves. You know that, right? It's exactly backwards to what you're saying, dude. President Abraham Lincoln was the first fucking Republican president. He freed the slaves, dude. You know the abolitionist ones, the dudes who wanted guns. You have it exactly backwards. You know it's the countries with the totalitarian regimes like Australia, Canada, and the UK. You know that those socialist fucking wingnuts, those are the people it's – the, it's those people who don't want you to have guns. Dude, you have it exactly backwards just like that – just like Jon Stewart has it exactly backwards. You know that. You have to know that 12 doses of stuff. The guys who own slaves – they're, they don't want us to have guns. You have it backwards. It, it, it didn't. It did. It, 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 it did. When did this become a Republican Democrat? You dude, stay on the subject here, buddy. It's just an easy way to categorize people in terms of this. The people, the people who wanted us to have slaves, that group currently does not want us to have guns. You're part of that group. I get it. It's easier to fucking beat people down, lock them in their houses when they don't have guns. I get it. And you're leveraging the, the kid thing as a reason not to do it. And at the same time, you want to introduce trannies to – you think every school should have a tranny. I get it. It's amazing. No, actually – I'm not losing credibility. I'm sharpening my tools. I'm enjoying. Nah, it's fun. I'm enjoying this because you're helping me sharpen sharpen my tools. My tools. Helping me sharpen my tools. All right. Love you guys. Doses, you're always welcome here, buddy. Um, I'm glad my neighbors own guns. I'm glad that I'm and, and I'm glad that we agree. That uh, mentally ill people probably should not have guns. I also don't think that mentally ill people should be in government. What do you think about uh, what do you think uh, Pete Buttigieg or um, Kamala Harris? You think they're mentally ill? What about the Assistant Secretary uh, to the Department of Health, uh, Rachel Levine? You think um, it's mentally ill or? Um, what about uh, Joe Biden? Do you think he's uh, mentally ill? Fetterman. Ah, do you think Fetterman's mentally ill? What about uh, what about Clarence Thomas? Do you think he's mentally ill? What about Mike Pence? Do you think he's mentally ill? Hey, I, I, I do. Th I, 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 in a, in a perfect world, maybe, maybe there aren't any guns. I don't know. I can't even go there. All right. Uh, love you guys. Doses. Thank you for the uh, fodder. Thank you for letting me sharpen my tools. Have a good day. Do something nice for someone. Smile. I'm going to go into the room over here. Over.
it's that way. But when I, but when I, I'm going to go in the room next door to this room now, and I'm, uh, my son's going to be in there. My sons will be in there practicing their striking and kicking. I can see the sun's out. Then I'll be going to the skateboard park. And uh, I'll probably stop at the store by, uh, you know, those containers of fruit. I'll buy probably buy a few containers of fruit. It's like buy two, get one free. And uh, I'll buy a bag of like uh, macadamia nuts and I'll go to the skate park with the boys. We'll eat fruit, eat macadamia nuts. I ordered a sled from, I ordered a sled from Rogue. I ordered a dog sled from Rogue. Thank you. Peace and love. I ordered a dog sled from Rogue. I can't even believe it. I'm going to own a sled. Uh, Sevanistas presale ends Thursday. I'm so excited that we sent uh, Tyson Bajan some shirts. That's awesome. Uh, seven, seven, uh, hundred pound D D ball. Let's go that my, I ordered a sled and it was, it's like 300 bucks and then a hundred bucks to mail it. I ordered it from rogue. I ordered their dog sled. So the whole thing ended up being like over 400 bucks. I know I need to get an 80 pound dumbbell. I, I need an 80 pound dumbbell. I really do. I'm ready. How dare you ask me that? How dare you? Yeah, I was at a climbing gym yesterday, and they had a they had a sled in the back. And we used to have sleds at uh, HQ, and I would use them, but they would always be so heavy. I couldn't. Everyone fucking like all those guys were horses there. But I I pushed a sled at the climbing gym yesterday with no weight on it, and I did sprints with my wife, like fifty foot sprints, and I did we did five rounds, and my ass was broken. I was like, oh, I need one of these. And you know what's crazy? So I I went to go order it from Rogue. And then I'm like, I saw the shipping was $110 and that broke my heart. So I didn't order it. I didn't pull the trigger on it. And then like an hour later, I went back and I and I bought it. And I told my wife, I was like, hey, I bought that sled. And she was like, oh, I'm so glad you told me. And I go, why? And she goes, because I was going to get it for you for your birthday. <laughs> She's a good dude. Yeah, I will. You know what else too is at this climbing gym, they just left it outside. And that's what I would love to be able to leave that piece of equipment outside. And just push it up and down my street. I got the plastic uh, skids too. I did. I did get those. I don't, was I supposed to? I did get the plastic. Is that a good idea? You need the plastic if you're pushing on pavement. Okay, good. Okay, well, good. I got them. Okay, thank you. I wasn't sure. I was like, am I wasting 30 bucks? Hey, this thing's not very loud. This thing's not very loud. My birthday's uh, soon. My birthday's March 16th. In uh, nine days. Kind of crazy. I was never really a birthday guy. I used to get depressed on my birthday. I wonder if, I, if I'll get depressed today. Not, not because I was older. But I just didn't really like the 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 just the idea of it for some reason. Sevi, I'll send you my twenty three point three redo workout I did yesterday. You can live stream yourself doing it later. Pisces, yeah. Pisces. All right. Um. Tomorrow, Rich Ronin. 
Good day. Bye-bye.